0: Everybody to the secret boy chat, aka. Uh, the man himself, Sunday Coffee Chats, even though it's Friday afternoon, Bobby's still got his coffee. We are here with Mr. Bobby Srivastava. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself there, Booby?
1: Uh, well, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Jeff. And uh, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, we have a longstanding relationship and uh, love the podcast. And so just uh, a little bit about myself. Just, you know, been at the gym since Fiesta Drive. Just been um, at the gym since forever. Yep. And so... Um, resident, uh, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, uh, grew up a little bit all over the city. Shout out to Zach Bernardo, uh, Morse Road alum. Um, so I grew up by Northern high school, went to Dublin for high school and, um, you know, went to Miami for undergrad and, lived in Chicago for a few years, but yeah, I've, I've lived here for, uh, quite a while, uh, with my wife Jenna and, and
0: two kids. So yeah. Two kids Camden. And, are, and are we done with, uh, kids? We uh, to...
1: you know, I just went and visited my friend's newborn today and I text Jenna the picture and I was like, Hey, look at this. <laughs> Let's do some more. Hey, that's neat. <laughs> uh, but the factory's closed. So yeah, yeah. I think we're, I think we're gonna, uh, expand the dog population in our house over time. Nice. Yeah. But I think, uh, in terms of, in terms of kids, we got our, we got our hands full with the tubes. So yeah. Yeah. I like it. And how old's Dylan now? Dylan is uh, six years old now. Um, you know, per, uh, off cast conversations, six going on like 15, but, hey, um,
0: we can get into, we can get into the merits of, of kids dropping F-bombs. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get
1: there eventually.
0: So, so we might as well just start there. <laughs> uh, so so, and we can go into, do you want to tell the story? Cause I think you're going to. Tell sure. So,
1: you know, our, you know, I worked in K-12 at one point in my career and Jenna did too. And that's how we met. And, um, I got to tell you, like the bus is the bane of my existence. Yeah. Like, you know, and everyone kind of gets it, but when you have to manage it, you kind of see all the stuff that can and does happen. And so, you know, we've seen this movie before the bus driver was off for a couple of weeks because he, uh, had a, like a surgical procedure or something on his shoulder. So we had a substitute bus driver. Yeah, that's always the best. This is Dylan's first year in school. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, cut to the chase, you know, uh, The bus driver drops Dylan off and, you know, tells my wife that, you know, he dropped the F-bomb. And so, um, you know, we take – we make a big deal out of the small things in our house uh, just so the big things don't happen, you know, over time. And so we had a long conversation with him about it and tried to understand, like, you know – Why he said it, in what context, like, were you angry and you used that word? And so, you know, we're Dylan is six, but we're all still trying to figure out this parenting thing like, what are the right consequences? You can't just take everything away from him over time, right? Yep. So, and we're not the type of parents that, you know, we're like, you know, these are the words that you cannot say and we censor ourselves around the house. Like, we, our approach is like, we've got to let them know what's out there. So he knows to distinguish between what he can and cannot say and
0: where he can and
1: exactly time and a place. And you know, some things you just can't say. And when the answer is why it's because you're not an adult. And so, um, what we learned and, you know, mind you, like we're realists, like we're not going to come down hard on him and intentionally like, we're not, we're not mad. We just want to seek to understand. Right. So he's telling us, the context in which he says the F bomb and we're like, so is somebody, does somebody make you mad? Like how, how did this happen? He goes thinking from adult eyes. Yeah. And you're thinking like he said this, like something happened on the way home from school. Well, no, he said it on the way to school. And we're like, well, what, so what happened on the bus on the way to school? You're only on the bus 10 minutes. He goes, I just love school. So I get on the bus and I just scream F Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's Jen like and I are looking at each other, so and what I mean by like funny. we're realists, like we're we're disappointed, but we're not like furious. We're trying not to laugh.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Like for sure. what?
1: Like you can't let him see that you think it's hilarious. Oh, but yeah. come on, it's funny. Oh, it's so good. So we're just like, listen, man. Like you, you already know you can't be using that word, and yeah. now because you know other kids probably don't use that word, they're gonna look at you as the guy that does say it, <laughs> and they're gonna want you to just keep saying it. Yeah. So. You know, parenting, parenting,
0: that's where where we're at. Well, and so this launched us into, well, me, and I don't even think we've talked about into multiple conversations with multiple people about the merits of getting kids in trouble for, for, for curse words. (laughs) And I, I am like totally like, in my opinion, if like, it's one thing, if he's like, you know, F you, you dirty effer and blah, blah, blah. he's like going hard, hard at people. He's, he was born to the
1: wrong parents. If he thinks he can do that. Right. Right.
0: And if (laughs) like, if he's harming another person or making somebody, you know, feel unsafe or whatever, that's one story. And I agree completely that like, you shouldn't be doing that, but If we're using it as an expressive, like if, if, you know, if we're do, yeah, if we're (laughs) excited about it, I'm like, uh, he doesn't hurt anybody. Like, and so I have this battle back and forth with school where I'm like, yeah, freedom of speech. Like, I don't really see the big deal. I don't think you can. I think it's weird that schools. So I, you know, I got a detention for saying, for calling Grant an ass on our second to last day of school. (laughs) And I don't know if the teacher thought I was talking to her or what, but like that to me, I was like, I'm 18. Right, I graduate in two days. I'm like, I'm not even sure you can get me in trouble for cussing in school, and right. and so she does, and blah, blah blah. And then it it was insubordination, not yeah, not the word. And I remember just thinking, like, I had I had such a a hard time with that because, and especially at 18, mm-hmm. at that point, like, it's a different story.
1: Oh, for but sure. Even when I got I, in trouble for my language all the time in high school, right? Like, I don't, all the time. I,
0: so this is the thing for me that I have such a hard time with is. Uh, there, it's like it's like this that forced conformity where it's right. like no, you're like you, this is what you can and can't say in in this place and in that place, right. and All over, and then I'm a full fledged adult now, right? Like and and I openly curse when and where I want to, right? And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, I pick and choose for sure. If I'm speaking at a school, I'm not going to drop it, and you and I learned that, but. You, it's almost like they force um, an undisciplined relationship early in life. And, right. like, and it just kind of drives me nuts because mm-hmm. it's like there are times where I want to be expressive and right. I'm going to use that stuff.
1: Well, and you know, he's uh, Dylan is such a good kid and um of course like I would say that I'm his father but I, you know, I think no, he is. I, he's I, a great I, kid. I mean, he he's such a good kid and he wants to help people and you know, like we had parent teacher conferences this week and like Honestly, like academics are important to us, but like at the end of the day, our focus as parents right now are ensuring that like his social skills are being developed and cultivated. Right. And so, um, you know, you go to the conference and she's telling me like how, how great he's doing in certain areas academically. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, that's great. And she's like, what are the things I can help you with, mm-hmm. you know, as a teacher? And we're like, we, we really just want to make sure that he is spending his time being kind to people helping people if yep. they're in need, et cetera, et cetera. So when we hear things like, okay, well, he's excited about school and he's expressing his excitement by, you know, saying the F word like, okay, well, we'll have a discussion about it. Right. I think that, and so my point is, <clears throat> When this sorts, when these sorts of things start to repeat, then we're not talking about the F word anymore, right? right? We're we're and we're not necessarily talking about compliance either. Yeah. It's like uh, we're just talking about you trying to on um, you needing to understand where and how you need to behave yourself in certain settings. Right. And right now at six, I mean, his environment changes all the time, right? Whether it be and everything's new, right. so. Basketball. This is his first year doing it. Yep. He did baseball last year. Now he's in kindergarten, right. but he's not going every day. So, you know, we're in, Jen and I don't have it all figured out. You know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to have open dialogue about where we both are with things that he does or does not do um, that we like to see him improve on. But he's a good kid and we're, we're, we're just figuring it out as we well, go, You're man. both
0: excellent communicators. I mean, I think between the two of you, you're both so, so thoughtful. So clear and articulate and consistent—that's like—and you can already see that coming out in him. So yeah, he, he just got to figure out how he can throw the f bomb into being articulate. You <laughs> yeah, <know. clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and I feel like we picked the worst day. I was telling Grant, I go, Bobby and I are going to go do this podcast, and uh, and I did the six minute max aerodynamic test today, and you were safe for like thrive messed you up from Lewis oh, Center today really bad. Oh my! And God. And so I was sitting did. there like we're going to do this podcast, and we're both just going to be hacking up a lung, just yeah. like struggling. Oh,
1: that. I was I I was coughing after class for a. While. I couldn't even finish a statement. I mean, Thrive has been great for me. Um, and Shelby, you know, is a great coach and Kaylee's a great coach. Um, you know, and just getting to know the two of them as coaches um, has been great. But, yeah, this morning, life came at me fast.
0: Yeah, it's, sure. it's interesting. I think you you and Cash and Don and K Money all took a picture mm-hmm. uh, today. And I think there's very just such a very few – I mean, you guys might be it – the only people who really – you know, saw us start the, the first gym Mm -hmm. and, you know, you were around when classes, there were like two of us Mm -hmm. at that fiesta at at Dublin and around and you, you grew with us and you guys stuck through that. And because of that, you know, we've always had a special relationship. And that was honestly, when we were talking about the reasons we wanted to start a new gym, one of the biggest things that I always told all the coaches, I was like, none of you guys were around when we started, none of Mm -hmm. the coaches. Right. Mm -hmm. And so none of you guys got to see, Like how, how deep, you know, friendships and relationships and some of those things can go. And, you know, you've never gotten to see people across the full spectrum of, you know, but you never got to meet single cash. Like, hey, (laughs) you know, I'm unemployed this summer and it's the summer of cash. And so he's going to come in. Like you never got to know that guy. Right. And then see him through the full cycle of like CFO, father of two cash, you know, and. I think that that's one of the center. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's one of the most fun parts, I think, about watching you guys there. Um, But I also think it's been interesting because for people who come and they started at Dublin within the last few years, Mm -hmm. they see this this big, you know, it's high energy. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people like it's it feeds off of itself. And then you go to Lewis Center and sometimes it's like, okay, there's like this yeah, it's like, it's very different. It's a drop. There's not as many people. And so you can't just come in and expect to fuel off of everybody else's energy. Right. You have to sort of be the energy giver also. Right. And so I think it's been interesting to watch how you guys react to that comparatively to how some of the other Lewis center people who have only experienced gyms once they're established. Right. Um, kind of see how they handle that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I was thinking about today and it was just ironic. I walked into thrive and, you know, cash was the first one there. And so he and I were just chatting and, uh, it, it, it came up in class, but I'll tell you on my way to the gym, I was playing like a random playlist on Amazon and Nicki Minaj super bass came on yeah. and that's the song yeah, right. that we played at the gym all the time. And I'm like, this is just so ironic that I'm like literally pulling in, listening to this song and cash is there. And I knew cash was there, but I did not know Don was going to be there. Yeah. I did not know. K Money was there and Hales came too, and Mindy and it was really awesome. But, um, It just started making me think on my drive home, like I remember that day at Fiesta where like we did 530 class or 630 class and then class ended and then we loaded up the U-Haul. Yeah. Right. And it was like we we kinda need you guys to stick around yep. and put everything in the U Haul so we can just drive it up those, the street.
0: Those were the days <laughs> when you could just you and you and six friends could pack the gym up in an hour. <laughs> right, right. That was the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's been it's been a lot of fun and um, you know, I think people There's this curiosity like, you know, are you going to quote unquote switch gyms or where are you going to spend more time? And um, that came up because I went to, you know, the Dublin location this week. And the way I've described it is like, you know, as a as a client who has, you know, personally, I feel a lot of investment into the gym, Um, you know, it. But but in its simplest form, as a client, I've been coming to this building for eight years. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, just going to Lewis Center for me is like, I get to still have the friendship, you know, programming, the friendship culture. Yeah. And I just need to change the scenery. Yeah, right. You know, and so I'm like, you know, listen – there's no way I'm missing out on spike ball this summer yeah, at, right. uh, on friendship beach uh, on reflections drive. But um, it's been fun, you know, and it's been fun. You know, I've known uh, Shelby just through class for a couple of years, but like I've never seen her as a coach and yeah. it's been a lot of fun yep. um, just going in and be like, Hey, I'm ready to learn from you today. I'm yep. excited to learn from you yep. today. And um seeing the other coaches like, uh, do you know the the joke that Brian and I have when we call each other best friends? No. So <clears throat> we call well, The punchline is we call each other best friends, Um, but it's because for as long as Brian was there, for however it happened logistically, my first class with him was his last class before he moved. Nice. And we were like, how how has this happened that like we don't know each other? Yeah. This is our first class, but it's my last class. I'm literally leaving after today. And so whenever we see each other, we're like, oh, best friend, Brian. Oh, best friend, Bobby. (laughs) And so now being able to do build with him is awesome because he's such a great coach. But yeah, we did not know each other that well whatsoever. So
0: Well, and he's a guy, too, where not too dissimilar, you know, from yourself, I think, where I think you guys at first are when I see you guys meet new people, you're you're not funny right away, but you're Mm -hmm. two of the funniest people I know. And so I'm always like, he's a funny guy. I'm always excited to like watch (laughs) you guys just kind of get to know each other more. Um, Cause you know that that sits under the surface. right? like, right. It's, it's like Don's the same way. Yeah. Don comes in, you know, his Fiesta story is legendary. comes yeah. in. We're, we were not zoned properly in <laughs> Fiesta and Grant was like losing his mind. And we're looking up all these zoning regulations and zoning problems. And I'm like, dude, we're at the corner of Franklin County. No, no one's ever going to come out here and bother a gym where we're paying $700 a month in rent. That's like <laughs> 600 square feet. And we have like 20 people working out. No one's going to come out here and bother us about zoning. Right. right. And, I hang up the phone with them and I go in that evening to coach the one class we had in the afternoon and this guy walks in in with a shirt and tie and in a a briefcase and I go oh my god (laughs) are you you a lawyer? Little did you know. And he goes well yeah (laughs) why? And I go yeah what? (laughs) What'd we do? You know? And like, just, I'm like, we're caught. We're screwed. We're doing you know, we didn't file something right. He's coming. He's going to fine us and all this stuff. And he goes, so you guys work out here. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) still not knowing. And he goes, and it's like this weird, awkward moment. He goes, so can I work out? And I go, Oh yeah, hell yeah, man, yeah. let's go. And yeah. so like he ripped off his shirt and had tattoo and nipple rings and all this fun <laughs> stuff. And, uh, we get to <laughs> know Don Obda, the and Kerns of sudden, the, the unveiled on the podcast. Unveiled, that's now, it. you know, <laughs> and, uh, no nipple rings anymore. And, um, <laughs> and so man, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of legendary. You know, what story I told the other day was the, um, the supercomputer 5k day. Were you there? I don't think so. Okay. So do you remember supercomputer and computer?
1: Uh, Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, so the day we ran a 5k, we programmed it in class to run a 5k and we did it along Fiesta. Now that I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a 5k. I don't think it was a 10k, but it was a long, it was the longest run we've ever done. And we've never done it since. I was not. And the reason was computer walked the entire thing. (laughs) And dude, it's like, I reenacted how (laughs) he was walking the other day and it's like my absolute all time favorite, uh, favorite (laughs) Fiesta story. And so it takes him like 40 minutes. Everyone's hanging around on that little grass patch where we used to do stuff on Fiesta and everyone's hanging out there and they're all waiting to cheer him on. Right. And they're all like, you know, it's like, all right. Like, 20 minutes goes by 30 minutes goes by <laughs> 35 40 what and was, like you what can just the path? T- it was so you did like the horseshoe around like to go back to the uh, the post office and then all the yeah. way back around to 161 and then all the way back Oh and, I uh, never ran that I didn't even know that existed. And so um so you come back so normally What somebody would do is even if you were going to walk, you get to the end and you see the people ready to cheer you on. They're like, yeah, come on, man, you can do it. Most (laughs) people would start to pick it up into a jog and and finish it out. And dude, he just he just is laser focused, staring straight forward and just walks it out. And then when he's done, I go up and I'm like high five and every, everyone goes back inside to get their stuff and go home for the night. And I like give him a high five and, uh, and I go, I go great job. And he's sitting Indian style and he just looks furious. Like his most unhappy person I've ever seen. And he looks up at me and he goes, thanks. That's the first time I've ever run 5k. Oh, <laughs> That was just like <laughs> yes wait what well you're gonna do a lot of lot of things for the first time at front. he today, hated running he was so like he was all the time he was just mad
1: the one workout I remember at Fiesta and I, I don't remember what the actual programming of it was but the bottom, and maybe it, was a, maybe it was a benchmark workout I don't even know but you made us run backwards oh yeah and, it's Griff and what is it Griff yeah I eyeball that and I'm like oh that seems fine whatever And then halfway through, like, going down to the uh, post office or that stone and coming back when we were supposed to start running backwards. I mean, halfway through, I mean, I thought my calves were going to burst. Yeah. And literally, it hurt pressing down on the gas pedal going home. Yeah. And that was probably... I mean, it was still nice outside, so it's got to be. It was probably only like the second month at the gym. We were
0: only there for like five
1: months. Right, right. Yeah, it's... it's I only remember that workout, and I remember you, we did... uh uh, fight bad like my third workout. And yeah. I'm like, I
0: don't know if this is going to last. Yeah. And fight gone bad, I'm sure in there logistically, it was a nightmare.
1: Well, yeah, it was just like literally musical chairs. We were yeah, just right. like literally walking to the next station. And at the end, the other person would just walk down the entire row of equipment and then get ready to do to all over again. And it's again. so
0: funny, you know, I crack up now because even the, even Lewis center has so much space and Dublin has so much space. Yeah. And I try to tell people, I'm like, we used to run classes where we would squat And we would have 12 to 15 people in the class in two squat stations. you literally would be five or six deep girls squatting with guys, like yep. all different strength ranges and stuff. Oh. And you just have your moment in the sun. You'd get back into the back of line you'd start talking with the people again. Um, and I just it's like that. how quickly you become so like, Oh, let me spread out and stretch right. here because I can. And it's like, yeah, you couldn't do any it's of It's like
1: a lane driving down the roads. Cause Kramer painted down this the stripes, like so luxurious. Yeah.
0: Ooh, I see people now it's like, they almost like go out of their way to like, avoid people. You know, right. sometimes i will go to like this corner to that corner. Like, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to warm up. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, it was so like, yeah, so in there's your no face. Escape. you had no choice. No escape.
1: I just remember like 6am deadlift day and we had, I mean, the place was quote unquote packed, yeah. but, uh, you were more, you weren't worried about that, how much weight you were going to lift. You were worried about dropping it on the foot of the person next to you. Yep. Right. Um, and that was back in the day of legendary J five so
0: the picture yeah <laughs> lots so, of great pictures of yeah. J5 the so, Terminator picture where he's so chasing many. NASA down is maybe the greatest picture we've <laughs> ever had in, in like gym history <laughs> I gotta I gotta pull that one up oh man yeah so uh, you know that journey, does it ever like blow your mind? Do you ever think about like, it's crazy that you've known like me or cash or some of those people? Like I think about that all the time. Like it's crazy that you've known
1: all the time. You know, I'm in a place in life where I just, I try and spend uh time in reflection and just be grateful for, you know, the, the people, place and things I have in you know my life. And, Uh, it's, I think the one thing that I love the most about the gym and like, look at the end of the day, like as I get older, I want my circle to get smaller. I'm not, I'm not trying to make it wider and you know, I want to meet new people. I want to make new friends, but at the end of the day, like I'm going to have a core group of people that, um, I want to surround myself with, but I think, you know, no different than anyone that, graduates from college and heads out into the real world. I mean, it's really hard to meet new people and right. make new friends and make new friends that end up being lasting relationships. Right. And the gym has, you know, provided that for me tenfold. And so it's, it's just crazy to think how far, um, how many one, how many new relationships, uh, I've been able to form just through the gym. Um, you know, regardless of like growth and location, or whatever, I mean, you know, we were in Dublin pretty fast, yeah. you know. So as much as we, <clears throat> as much as we like talk about Fiesta and remember the great times there. Uh, We were in, you know, Dublin by the end of that year. And so, you know, all the people that, you know, I've met not just through like 530 class, which there's a great cohort of human beings in there that I've just gotten to know really well. But it's yes, to answer your question, it blows my mind because I'm so incredibly grateful for the people that I've met because they've all like in their own way have like changed my life. And I don't think, you know, and I maybe I need to do a better job of it. But like, I don't think those people know that. Like, I think like. You know, they see me in the gym and, you know, we're friendly with each other, et cetera, et cetera. But like there are things I notice about people that they probably don't realize that, like, I'm going back and noticing, you know, and I'm trying to take nuggets from people that, you know, I've observed in the gym and try to change things about, you know, the way I'm doing things, you know, as a as a employee at Ohio State, as a husband, dad, um, a son. Yeah, you know, so
0: yeah, I think it's. It is kind of overwhelming, I think, at times to to share the gratitude and yep. stuff. And, you know, a lot of times we say that stuff till till Jay leaves or Tom leaves or Omar mm-hmm. leaves. And like and, and then it's like For sort sure. of this like outpouring of, yeah. of that gratitude. But there is a lot of that that goes on. I think the, uh, you know, the most interesting thing when you start to look at how some of those relationships can kind of impact is the continual kind of growth or, or even opportunity. I read a great tweet the other day that was talking about how there's so many people who go into that post-college life and they get into work and they never enjoy a, a really good, deep, like, belly laugh where you like cry, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. again, yeah. and like, we, we, you know, I, we get to have that stuff like weekly all and you never, you know, and there's all these little like life enjoyment things that right. I just think a lot of people, um, just don't have great opportunities for. And like you said, I think it's, you know, and this is the conversation I I, I had during my political speech the other night <laughs> is, you know, I do think Frank that Bloomberg, <laughs> I think that our, um, you know, our generation, you know, it's, if you look at our grandparents' generation, they always talk about bowling leagues. Like that was always a yeah. conversation, but I also think it's, it's bridge. And there's, there's a bunch of other little things that yeah. they would do that, that puts you into these really intense, uh, you know, relationships and communities right? where you do get those things. And they're sort of legendary. And then, you know, our parents' generation seems to be a lot of country clubs, like seems pretty mm-hmm. popular and you're just getting into that kinsale life. So maybe that'll be the same for you. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe but that I, exclusive life. But I do think that that's one of those things in churches, obviously for like our parents' generation. Right. Also, I think that those were the two big, if you look like eighties, nineties, um, you know, I think those are the two big things, a lot of country clubs, a lot of, uh, religious organizations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think as we get into, you know, millennials are by a significant percentage, less uh, religious. I mm-hmm. think they are, you know, it's going to be by a long shot. They are not in financial situations where Mm -hmm. country clubs are not doing very well right now. And I think a lot of that's, you know, double income earners and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So I think then you started to look at that and it wasn't in any way, shape or form a design or something that we were trying to do. But I think that that's where the, the CrossFit community or, you know, the gym community as a whole, I think has sort of filled that void. And honestly, for me, when I first started, that was where I was struggling the most. Was like, you know, you get these, you get given to you camaraderie and brotherhood and these things in the army. It's mm-hmm. just free. Like you're forced around people who are in similar life situations, you're around the same age and all this yep. stuff. And, and you're going to spend, 140 hours a week together you're gonna sleep you're gonna room with these people and so you kind of can't avoid it it's a little bit like college when you were in dorm rooms right like you're gonna become friends with these people right. and it's just given to you right. in the dorm rooms and then you strip that away you get back into the the quote-unquote real world and life's moved on and i think it gets it, it was really hard for me at first to feel like that conversation for the mm-hmm. first time ever in my life is like ah how am I going to meet people? How am I going to find, how am I going to find friends?
1: Yeah. You know, was I was, you know, this week, um, you know, when I was at Dublin, you know, Liz, Liz was holding me accountable. I can be a little loud after class. (laughs) Um, shout out to Liz. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, the gym on the way home and that day. And I was just like, man, if you like kind of zoom, All the way out, and you just kind of look like, you know, it's a gym running classes, you know, throughout the day. You know, people show up, they do that, they follow the programming, and they leave. Maybe some of them, you know, hang out and they talk, whatever. And I was just thinking, like, that morning, I was like, if you think about it, like that, so the 5.30 5.30 crew is now like the worst kept secret in the world, right? Yeah, so like right. Every, everybody's jumping on board with that morning yeah, life and uh, proud of them for it. But I was just thinking like, man, in terms of just like a business mm-hmm. running classes, some of the quote unquote problems you might have to deal with at the end of like a 5.30 class yeah. is – people continuing to exercise yeah right right so we could, that's a whole other conversation right, right like right. what's appropriate what's not appropriate right, what are people right. working on whatever but like a group of people that want to continue to exercise yep. and then a group of people being too loud because they're, they're laughing so and catching right. up with each other like <laughs> right that's incredible yeah right? right
0: um i try not to be too sensationalist about uh, you know my my personal ethos towards like Our quote unquote insignificance as just like humans, you know, like we get this, we get this short, yeah, Yeah. right. Like we get this short finite time on the earth and I think we take shit so seriously. And my thought process on that is always very, I always try to keep that stuff front of mind so that it's just like, look, what are the problems that we're getting worked up about? mm -hmm. Like, I mean, really like we can sit here and we can get animated we can have these conversations as as coaches because the people in the back were disruptive but it's like yeah. you're sitting there like and i get this problem it gets it's a problem because it's a distraction for the people six three and all this stuff but i'm like it's just it's just guys having fun like it's just yeah i am so i'm glad if we had the opposite problem where everybody left and nobody liked each other and it wasn't any fun right. that would be a problem too yeah, you know and be... so i had this conversation with the gym owner I met with this morning is you know, you can't sit there and think that fixing this problem is going to fix things. It's just, it just creates other problems. Problems just continue to surface. And I think you're spot on in that. Like when we really look at the problems we deal with, it's like, they're so small in severity. We have so much stuff to be grateful for and thankful for.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so fun. I mean, it's just fun to watch the interaction. I mean, I think that they're, you know, I, I, I try and I go to the gym in the morning more often than I go in the afternoon. And so, you know, there's the the gym has grown so much that I'm I still get the opportunity to meet new people and, uh, you know, introduce myself and learn more about them. Um, But you can see, you know, in in different pockets of the classes or just in the class itself, like the culture that's been built, you know, so like there's a community now throughout the gym where people are texting each other about when they're going to the gym, how they're feeling about the workouts now that we can see them for a whole week. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Badge unlocked. We can Um, can talk about, we can talk about that fight. We need to get Maddie and cash on if we're going to talk about that. fight. You guys, we won the war against Oh man. Yeah. And those guys don't know how much of a, uh, how much of a campaign you guys launched (laughs) and how, how methodical and thoughtful and long lasting that campaign. And so, for those of you guys who like the the weekly stuff ahead of time, you really should just write a thank you letter to the, this group of guys that we've had this group chat running. How long? A group chat's been about probably six years now, maybe um, five years. I, I, I don't think, know.
1: You know, we we're probably. I mean, at least Dublin. a few years, which is yeah. significant in and of itself. Right. I mean, and again, like think about that. There are people that met at the gym and forget the mode of communication are talking to each other every day. Yeah. Right. Every day. Right. And supporting each other and, you know, finding out what the schedule is like for the rest of their week so they can see each other right. and work out with each other. I don't know. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's I, I think back to the original time when I had, when I gave the 8 PM preview, for beyond the whiteboard. God. And then you remember when I had to take it away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you held my <laughs>
1: fitness hostage. <laughs> you're, you were so, uh, you wanted the quid pro quo on that. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> um, and you th- just think back to those and just how, I don't know if I want to say hardcore I was, but just how I was like, I was like, I've got to get I've got to get people to, to understand, you know, this and that. And I was so passionate about it and I wanted it so badly, but I, you know, and I was doing things like blogs and newsletters and all this stuff. And I just, I wanted people to, to get the most out of their, out of their fitness and all this stuff. And it's funny now because right when I did it, Matt, I think Matt said in the chat, he goes, he goes, look at how soft you've become. And I was just like, "Ah, I'm just, I'm I'm attacking. I'm trying to attack it from a different way. You're not soft.
1: I think at the end of the day, you, um, want to you want to help optimize people's lives and what you thought was great at the time you have a different perspective of it now so it wasn't it wasn't like oh back then when you know you were were not releasing the workouts i mean i think that at the time based on where you were at as a gym owner that's what you thought was best for um the clients and you know perspectives evolve you know and so i mean Rested priest Drake radio. I mean, we'll we'll. <laughs> that's that's another sore subject, but we won't go there today. Um, I, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the the reason people supported you then and continue to support you now. And the gym continues to have success is because no matter whatever decisions you're making, you're making them client centered decisions and, and whether or not anyone wants to say, you know, it's a right or wrong decision. No one is going to be able to debate that if you're making a decision about how the organizations run, that you're not taking the client's best interest in mind.
0: Right. Period. Well, and a lot of times too, it's now it's at a weird point too, where I find myself now it's like, like we were just talking about this as, you know, you know, one of, if not the longest, like, you know, tenured operators, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the city, in the Midwest. And so now it's like, you're a lot of times I'll be making decisions, taking stuff into account that predates even any of the coaches. And I'm like having to explain to them how this thought process evolved and all this stuff that predates them and all, all these things. And you know, that, that has turned into something where it's like, wow, it's, it's interesting where that'll be, you know, another 10 years from now. And you start thinking about how that, how that thought process evolves. And you can start to really gain a respect for, um, for somebody like a, like an urban Meyer, like a Nick Saban or somebody like that, where like they're, you know, people always joke about, you watch that Nick Saban and Belichick documentary yeah. and you're just like, these yeah. guys have forgotten so much more than people know. And people say that and they, I think they say it lightly mm-hmm. and they're like, no, legitimately, like they've literally forgotten. Like I, I, as I was just saying it, I've, forget. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know why I took away the 8 p.m. preview, Mm -hmm. but like I don't really remember the exact situation. I'm pretty sure right. I, I programmed something that I really wanted people to do because it was what was best for them. And then everybody cherry picked and nobody showed up. And I got real <laughs> pissed off about that. And, <laughs> um, and I was just like, you guys understand like you need to have well-rounded fit. You can't just show up on one rep max backspot right. day every single time. Right. And then, you know, skip running and skip the, right. skip these other things. They have value in your health and fitness. And like, and like, I just was like, I was like, I've got to like beat this home. I've got drill. I've got to talk about it. And, um, but like, I don't, I don't remember the exact situation of the workouts or anything. You just kind of know in the back of your head, right. like we tried that. And then you realize like, but it's, where did I fail in that? Like, I think that's the thing is now I just take accountability for everything. It's just like, right. where did I fail in that? And you know, where I failed in that was, I didn't do a good enough job talking on an individual level, the value that the program or the workouts have for yeah. every individual person. I also didn't do a good job at the time of, you know, realizing that there's different people there for different things and all right. these other things. So,
1: yeah. And like I said, again, like. Where we all were at our own, you know, time back then with what we thought needed to be a priority, whether it be running a business or what we think is best in terms of, you know, approaching workouts or approaching nutrition. I mean, look, we did paleo challenges for how many years? Yeah. And now we don't do them, right? Because at the time, we slash you thought that that was the best thing for the gym. Right. Right. And so, again… It can, anyone can debate whether or not they think that was a right or wrong decision, right. but no one's going to debate that the the reason behind it is to, you know, help the members, right. you know, live better lives.
0: Right. So. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, the the progression when you really think back to a lot of those things has been so interesting. It's I think a testament to to all of you guys who have stuck around forever. I think that's the biggest thing that's like it's like, I mean, man, I screwed all that shit up. And you guys kept coming. That's what I was talking about when I was giving you guys your five years, ba- five year bags this year at the Christmas party. I was just like thinking through and like, sometimes I'm handing those bags out and I'm just shaking my head. And I'm like, how, like, why the hell did Lisa Guzik keep staying? Like, I just don't like, I screwed up so much stuff. And like, I, I love her at such a deep level. That's really hard to explain to people because I was doing so many things, uh, you know, wrong, I guess. Like I would look mm-hmm. at it. I would look at myself. I would judge myself right. and say I was doing it wrong. And, you know, and I try to be easy on myself and say, like, I was just making the best decision with the information I had at right. the time, but it's just like, but man, like, you know, it's like, it, it's amazing that you guys, you know, stuck through that. Well,
1: stuff, but. I, I mean, I think the reason the people that are still around that were, you know, that joined when the gym first opened, you know, I think it's because at the end of the day, like the whole the whole like, you know, people talking or exercising or whatever, like we have a place where we feel safe. We feel supported. We feel like we're getting, uh, you know, elite programming. Um, We're showing up, we're doing the work, we're getting coached. Uh, You know, we have good relationship with our coaches. They know who we are. They know about our family. So, you know, whether or not we're listening to drake or whether or not we're doing the paleo challenge or not we're opting in or opting out at the end of the day if you zoom out like it's adding value to our lives in a way that other places just aren't period. And so
0: I'm not up on the Drake joke, by the way, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm I getting, th- I think, didn't you hate Drake radio that yeah, Drake, Drake's terrible? Yeah. 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 He's the worst to work out. Yeah. Too. No, I disagree. Yeah. No, but, Drake's honest. Drake's like in that. He's like that. Now I will say Omar had a couple of Drake songs in his wedding <laughs> video that I didn't even necessarily know were Drake songs out that, that are really good. And I don't, I don't think he's bad by any means, but he's in that new age of rappers that are like a little bit like, they're a little bit like slower and like, that's just not the vibe that I feel like I always, so I, I, if I have one, ability, I guess you would say for lack of a better way to put it one, like sixth sense that like, I feel like as a gym owner, like helps me be a good gym owner is I'm like acutely aware of, you know, I think that it might even be a sign for like acutely aware of people suffering. Like I feel like I can just like watch into a crowd and watch somebody and be like, that person is not having a good time and like, or that person's not happy right now or whatever. And like, and, and when I start to look around and everybody's that way and, and I'm like, this music sucks. <laughs> it's I'm, amazing. I'm just how like, dare you. <laughs> I'm like, I've got I've I've gotta be, I gotta hit next. I'm sorry. Well, I gotta next. We year.
1: have certainly evolved from Nikki and DMX, from you know, to Drake Radio and Pandora to Fit a Fit Radio is great. Fit is great. Yeah, I you could
0: get it. me on DMX, Fit Radio. I'm all for it. DMX to me doesn't make a big difference. If there's kids in, in the environment, yeah. it can be yeah. a little aggressive, maybe. Oh, for sure. Um but, but
1: again, back to the F bombs. Right? Like, yeah,
0: hey. let's just tell them I don't think you learn that stuff from music anyway really I mean it it, like I always remember so you know my first cd was offspring smash and it was highly explicit if you go and listen back to my first (laughs) cd was it really (laughs) I love it um and so it's golden. hell is hot yeah it's a great (laughs) cd too uh so when you go back and you listen to that you're like man this is really really adult and my parents had no idea at the time like what I think explicit lyrics was. And music Mm -hmm. really wasn't that for them. I mean, you know, my mom's favorite bands like The Beatles and The Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and some of these places. Mm -hmm. My dad's like Pink Floyd. And like those pieces are never having those those types of lyrics in there. And uh, and so when you when you look at that, I think it was maybe a bit shocking, but like I never came I had no clue what they were saying. Like I never came out of it and just like started. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So I totally get it. I mean, I'll listen to any kind of music. I love all genres. Except country can't do it. uh Oh, just write it, Liz. Unless it's well, and write it, Jenna too, because she loves country. I mean, that Dan and Shay tequila song
0: is my jam. Beyond that, won't listen to anything. There's some good. I mean, you, you. I think you can find a couple country songs that are your jam that like, yeah. it's kind of hard not to like them. It's um, possible. But definitely I would say as a genre, like especially the real twangy, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff that's easy yeah, to make fun uh, of.
1: You know, my people just, we're not,
0: <laughs> we're not into
1: the country stuff. So that's okay. But everything else is fair game. I'm, I'm in.
0: So let's talk about Jenna. Let's talk about how you, you were told yesterday that you out-kicked, outkicked your coverage.
1: Yes. It's one of the first
0: things I said to yes, you. Yes. Um,
1: by, by, by an, uh, by an unnamed, very important <laughs> person in the community.
0: So, so when I, uh, <laughs> When I first met Jenna, um, man, it, I mean, it was probably relatively early on. I mean, I would probably say yeah. within the first year, yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, and I forget where we were, um, but like immediately, uh, it just like look at Jay, and I was like, dude, Bobby's wife is like gorgeous <laughs> and like the nicest human being I've ever ever met in my whole life. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And it, I was just like, and so immediately you got put, you got filtered into this folder That I'm now filtered in, which we were talking about before, which is we're, we're in the group of people who have, uh, wives who are maybe too attractive for us and everybody likes better than us. And so like you start to look at that and it's just like, yeah, it's like, I wear my badge proudly. I do too. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud to walk around, uh, with just like, uh, you're smoking hot. I love you. You're really (laughs) fun. Everybody likes you. You smile a lot. And, uh, and I feel like we both get to share. that.
1: Well, I think it's, uh, I mean, Aziz, you know, did this bit a long time ago. in one of his like earlier specials, just about like the institution of marriage yeah. and how, if you like really think about it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's how I think about it. When I think about like, you know, when Jen and I first started dating and, uh, you know, we, we started dating in January. I proposed in December. Yeah. So, you know, life came as fast and I, and it was really because going back to the Aziz thing, you know, there was a point where I'm like, you know, I I'm proposing. Yeah. And, uh, and she said yes. And in hindsight, I'm like thinking like, man, this incredible woman, gorgeous, smart, um, you know, gets along with all my friends. Yep. Um, and I had a pretty cl- I still have a pretty close group of college friends, you know, and she got the chance to meet all of them. I'm like, she's basically saying like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna spend every single day with you for the rest of my life. Yeah, right. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking like me, <laughs> really you, Jenna, all right, let's, yeah. I'm in. I am in. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've been married um, eight years, eight and a half years, coming up on nine, and uh, yeah, man, she's just been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm, I'm just so thrilled that she's a part of the community because, you know, you remember she did on Ram, yep. and then she got pregnant with Dylan, yep. and, you know, she. Uh, you know, decided that, you know, after talking with their doctor that like maybe jumping into this while you got, pr- you know, you're pregnant for the first time. Yep. Uh, maybe not the best thing, you know, time happens and years passed and that was our, you know, Dylan's our firstborn, And so um, life got hectic, but I think, uh, you know, continuing to have the conversation with her. And honestly, like, I didn't have to do much convincing at all. Like, like I said, the community is so strong. I mean, it's magnetic. You, mm-hmm. you meet just a couple of people, whether or not you have anything in com- remotely in common with them or not. I mean, I didn't really have to do any sort of quote unquote selling on getting her in. Right. Um, and she's loved it. And she's, you know, telling me when she's going to class. Yep. And so we're working on our schedules and now Dylan's going, um, and I'm working with Liz for a year or two now. And so she's just been incredible in managing, you know, her career as a teacher, um, and coming home and, you know, supporting, you know, our two kids and me, like she's just been incredible. So,
0: yeah. And we're going to get, there's going to be a future time frame where we've got LaMonica at, dublin mm-hmm. we've got Servastova at liberty mm. i think right mm. don't you go to liberty
1: uh yeah he'll be going to liberty liberty yep. okay
0: and you've got solars at orange oh boy and you're gonna have you a, really thought through this you're gonna have you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have multiples all age intermixed grade intermixed for the the majority chunk of of their high school years
1: well you know <clears throat> Maddie ruined my childhood in high school. Not sure if you knew that. So uh, I'm his, slightly aware of this. History's not going to repeat itself because I've got Dylan in that friendship at six years old. It's true. And all I was doing was baseball conditioning. So you yeah. know, yeah, big big
0: expectations. So. On well, how old's Annie now? Uh,
1: I think Annie is a year, a year or two years older than Dylan. So okay. she's either seven or eight. Um, and then. I don't I don't think I know how old Matthew is. I think he's, I think he's
0: younger. Probably splits him. Yeah.
1: Four or five. Yep. Um, but hey, you know, if they meet on the baseball field, I'm I'm just gonna go Friday night lights and be that, you know, jaded dad who you know wants his son to be successful to shut up, ac- La Monica, account for shut up. my childhood experiences.
0: <laughs> Damn you, LaMonica. <laughs> <laughs> throw it his head. Get him out of here. I was going to say a little Maddie might be, he I might, might I he might. might, he might have a couple screws loose too. So like <laughs> you got you might have to watch out for him.
1: You know, if it comes to me having to bang a garbage can on the uh, <laughs> you know, right outside the dugout. So my son knows what pitches are coming. I'm, you know,
0: all right, so let's talk about this. I'm willing to I kind of want to talk about the answer. I really haven't talked about it with anybody yet, but I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where right now I think it's funny that like arguably The largest sports scandal since we've been alive, yeah, is maybe outside of like Jerry Sandusky, different type of sports scandal, but like on the field, cheating, Mm -hmm. gambling, all these things. Like, oh, yeah, like a coordinated effort, and like nobody's really talking. Like, I mean, I know people are talking about, but it's one of those things where it's like, I you just always hear people talk about. Pete Rose or the White Sox and all this stuff and they and it's it's this it continues to be talked about. It continues to be this huge deal. Eric. And and like we're living in the middle of this and be, I feel like I feel like a lot of it's just because of like social media and these acts access that some of the like the commissioner has mm-hmm. to people and some of the Astros have to people. And just the way it's all being handled is all just very, very very, very weird to me.
1: Well, I just think so the Astros thing. You know, is has happened. It's happening. I think at the end of the day, like I had kind of made peace with the fact that they were cheaters and, you know, that their their punishment is going to be trying to survive this season. It's going to be a really rocky season for them. And I'm here for it. Well, and I can't wait. But the thing that sent me off the (laughs) cliff was. Manfred's comments. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just the fact that, like, he's calling the title a piece of metal and that it's futile to, you know take it back and that the punishment will be that everyone's just going to remember what happened in 2017. Yeah. What? Are, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? It's so bizarre. Now we know where Dylan gets the F bomb. Yeah, so right. um, can I say that? Do you have to dub that? Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm not
0: dubbing anything. So
1: that's just where I'm at. I'm just like, man, it's one thing for, you know, a team to have a, co- one of the most elaborate coordinated cheating efforts that, and it would be one thing if they didn't win the world series and got caught. Right. They cheated and won the World Series. Right. Right. And then the commissioner's like why would we take the title away from them? Yeah, like right. psh, isn't the punishment of them having to live with the shame yeah. enough? Man, get out of here.
0: I like so I'm one of those people where like I want conflict and drama <laughs> in and around this in the worst Bring way. It. Like yes. so I like for me, it's like if I start like I you'll get me. I will tune in to Astros baseball games. Yep. If like pitchers are just going to start throwing at their heads every game, yeah. like and just like anytime Altuve's up, people are just slinging 95 mile an hour fastballs at his head. Like I'm in, I'll watch it and I won't get sick of it either. Well,
1: did you even hear him say that, uh, you know, if anyone beans the Astros, that yeah. they're going to be suspended.
0: What, how are you, how are you making that rule? Right. And that's like, so that's the thing to me right now with sports. What were we watching? Um, we were, it was something, I mean, not too long ago where we watched, uh, and the, oh, the, the pass interference in the NFC championship game not too long ago. Oh, and yeah. like all I, all I live for, all I want <laughs> is I want coaches and players <laughs> just say, I don't give a. shit about how much you're going (laughs) to find me. I am going to go out there right now and give the most legendary press conference of all time. And I'm going to tear them apart. I'm going to tear the NFL apart. I'm going to tear all of it apart. Like I want I wanted so bad. I wanted Ryan date you to become a legend in my mind. You would become my guy. Like I would have been, I would have been all in on you. Right. If you go in after that Clemson game and you're like, well, we got screwed basically because they were like three of the all time most garbage calls by amateur refs that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like just go bananas. Just be screaming up a storm. Anybody who asks a question, like just be like, wouldn't have mattered if that would fall. If that, it was a fumble. It was a fumble. It was would a they, fumble. It would be like.
1: epic if they pulled like a Sean Payton mm-hmm. where he just like wheels in a bunch of cash like he did before the playoffs started yeah, right. and just went off yep. on his whatever his perspective is and just left the money. And said, "Here's for my fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Here you go. Yeah, take it. <laughs> and, just, and just Mike drops and walks out. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, but it's that's what I want to see yeah. Well, I personally, as an Indians fan, I really—I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but. Uh, if John Adams starts fucking with them during the game and starts doing like offbeat drumming while they're uh, at oh, bat, yeah. that would be so funny.
0: Yeah, right. And that's the thing is they're just wide open to being trolled, I feel like. right. And that's right. got to be the thing oh, that's man. like yeah. It's
1: they all eyes on the Astros this year.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and I feel like when they get to the point where like you almost hope in some capacity that like, I don't know if it was me, if I was one of those Astros right now, like, hey, do you? Do you, even when do you want you do? Do you keep playing yeah like i don't know
1: they're stepping in like henry rowan gardner at bat with right? just oh my god oh my god oh my god, <laughs> oh, oh, my god oh my god oh my god
0: <laughs> such a
1: good reference <laughs> everyone's gonna be doing oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god
0: <laughs> it's the uh we were talking about that the other day um uh, what's his name uh, what's the, what's the tall weird dude's name merv uh from home alone
1: Never. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Hot ice. Hot
0: <laughs> ice. Yeah, we were talking about uh, that guy's career the other day. And it's just like he's in that one weird Celtics movie. And then he's basically like rookie of the year in the Home Alones. And he and he's out. And like. Well, wasn't he more of a director, I thought? Oh, I don't like, know if he is. I,
1: so I think he. I think in terms of like the span of his career, he's. I think we'll have to fact, chest, fact check this later, but I think he's directed a lot more movies that okay. he starred in. All
0: right, that makes sense. Um, well, Tom will definitely be listening to this. Tom yeah. will let us know. Exactly yeah, he'll what's let going. us know
1: and he'll be like, Bobby, what are you talking about? Like, right. it was literally just Home Alone's end right. of the year. Right. But I don't know. The Home Alone 2 brick scene and uh, him getting electrocuted in the basement are like, uh, they're up there with my favorite scenes of movies.
0: And what a, what a great deal for that guy to be able to go next to Joe Pesci, who like is just like a legend. Dude, those two. I mean, every Christmas I watch
1: those movies and I'm just like these like we'll never be able to touch this in terms of holiday movies at all. Uh, like, like I could watch that in the summer and be highly entertained.
0: How do you make like the most grotesquely violent like abusive movie of all time and it's like a comedy?
1: God, are we heading down a Jordan Peele discussion because that's where I think this is going. <laughs> Jeez, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's going to be somebody that's like I liked us. I liked Get Out.
1: Parasite was artistic. <laughs> no it wasn't. <laughs>
0: it was the, uh, and we're inevitably going to get down there. So, uh, so I saw, so here we'll back up this conversation. So Bobby <laughs> saw Parasite, uh, which won best picture, right? And best director and, and best director. I'm
1: cool with best director. That's okay. fine.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, and saw it this past week and, you know, came back and underwhelmed, let's say underwhelmed, not best picture worthy. It was fine. And so we start talking about it. I know nothing about it. He starts breaking it down. He starts telling me and then he Dumb. tells me it's I'm Jordan so Hill. mean. <laughs> and so he tells me that I go, "Well, what's this guy's other movie?" And he goes, he goes, "Well, it's, you know, Get Out and Us." And I'm like, "Oh my god. I saw it. Get no, Out." Just god. to
1: clarify, Jordan did not do Parasite. Okay. So Parasite is a South Korean international film. Oh, okay. But the the basically the cadence of the movie was similar to Get Out and gotcha. you know Jordan Peele's movies in okay. the sense that like you 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 think the movie's going down one path yeah and that's then right. it I probably literally said what's it like just goes yeah. in a completely opposite direction and right. you're just sitting there like wait what just happened. <laughs> why is this movie so weird?
0: Yeah. And then we got down down that path with, with, with get out where, uh, (laughs) if you want to talk about Maria's all time, like least favorite movie, it's gotta be number one. I've never seen somebody go from, Oh, this could be interesting (laughs) to I am all out. And she was blown. I mean, she was like almost mad that I wasn't (laughs) going to go to bed with her and I was going to give it a shot all the way through to the, I can't, not finish a movie like I have I can't I can't quit like
1: oh yes and it's I really can't just like turn it off
0: yeah it's really 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 hard for me
1: well the funny thing is and you know I, I love my wife dearly but she knows it's like it's kind of why I don't like I go to the movies by myself yeah right and because Jenna can just like be done with the movie yeah and um you know and To her credit, like, she makes a valid point. Like, I don't like the movie. Right. So why am I going to watch this for another hour? Right, right. But if you're watching stuff like Parasite, clearly it could end totally different. Yeah, right. Um. And so, yeah, well, the funny thing is, like, Parasite, it was over. And I was just like, how did that win Best Picture? Like, it was okay, but, like, it won Best Picture? Right. And... It's like this kind of reminds me of, you know, Get Out, which uh, let me go on the record. I thought it was a good movie. Like, I thought it was fine. I hate you. Um, Look, I didn't think it was. I'm not going to watch it again. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, I was trying to explain it to her. And she's like, oh, what's, what's Get Out about? And I'm like, well, you know, I think people really like it because. Um, it was supposed to be symbolic of yeah. you know how black people are treated in America, right. and there are a lot of good scenes, um, you know, that kind of highlight how you know they're being treated and undermined and and insulted, et cetera. And so there are a lot of cool scenes like this. Basically, the girlfriend you know brings her boyfriend home to meet the family, and then it's basically just his experience being around you know a, a white family, and they have you know a party, et cetera, and. You know, ultimately, like he has a sit-down conversation with the mom, and then he gets hypnotized, and uh, you know, it's it, you know, there are a lot of different undertones. She goes, "Oh yeah, okay, that sounds pretty interesting." Yeah, and then they take him into the basement. And they try and cut his head off, and he escapes and murders everyone.
0: <laughs> they try. To, it, you, Wait. Wh- what? Why, do, why do they try to cut his head off, though? Don't forget that part.
1: Because they want to swap his brain with the grandfather. Um, so the grandfather continues to live on in this black person's you know, body. body. So he yeah. has a younger body. And she's just sitting there like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yep. It's about what? What did he do? And I'm like, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Instead so. of just trying to escape from this reality, <laughs> right. he decided, I'm going to circle back. And just go ahead and knock all these people well, off. Now, take it, take a little vigilante justice. And well, now you got to watch
1: us. Cause that movie I did not like, and yeah, that would, was a movie that I wish I would have walked out
0: of. The us description is, oh, is absolutely legendary. We won't, I wouldn't
1: even give the spoil alert for right. our listeners. Like, because I don't want them to go watch it. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> but you're clearly intrigued. So don't, don't give me
0: time it. and money. No, yeah. I'm not. It, the, I got the gist of it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, you got the main highlights.
0: The, uh, you know, and that's, uh, in a roundabout kind of way almost brings us to Watchmen. Have you finished Watchmen yet?
1: No, I didn't. Um, I need to get that back going. I, I went, I don't know, three episodes in and um, for whatever reason, I just never picked it back up again. Well,
0: I'm devastated because I heard it, it didn't get picked up again, which I don't know enough about the story or the backstory of the comics or anything like that to know Mm -hmm. if it's warranted or not. But I loved it. I thought the pace of it was so unique and different. And, and interesting and, but, but also kind yeah. of weird. It's a little bit like a, a little bit like the boys where like they have some of these moments boys are so good. where a it's, it's like great levels of violence mm-hmm. kind of intermixed with like some intriguing storyline. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm out on the, like just random, you know, the, I call it the Netflix switch where they, they know they have metrics on when you get bored and shut it off. So they just, boop tons of gore violence and or sex <laughs> or whatever and all in like a twist and then all of a sudden you're back engaged right. and you're going to watch the next right. episode right. and but i think when you start to you know kind of understand that pace and flow um what i look for then or what i really enjoy is is like different um right. or like top tier acting like billions um yeah I'm which what miss- did you put the other day ahead of billions and you put something ahead of billions as your favorite show ever
1: uh mr robot oh right yeah it is. man i mean sam elliott like he just he nailed it. That show is was so well-written. I'm sad. You know, I'm sad that it's over, but it's one of those shows that's so good that, like, I didn't want to turn into Lost. Right. Where it's, you know, continually getting picked up because it's making money for everybody. Right. And then they just have to make stuff up that makes absolutely no sense until everybody's made so much money that they're like, okay, we're done. Right. We're, this is our last season. And right. then you make stuff up. Kind of like another show right. that uh, was a huge disappointment. Um with dragons,
0: with dragons, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a letdown! What a letdown! What a, and so uh, so in the chat, in our chat, yeah. Uh, I going into the whole last season, Billions was staggered with Game of Thrones, and Billions mm-hmm. had started a month before, so we were four episodes into season three or four, and they were so good, and I was immediately like. Billions over Game of Thrones, Billions over Game of Thrones. And I was like real verbal. I was like, this is, this is now taken over as my favorite show. And this is going into the last season of Game of Thrones. Right. And then after every night of Game of Thrones, which is on at whatever nine and then billions would come on at 10. So I would go, super huge letdown in game of thrones like, yep. like devastatingly terrible but then you had that and then billions and, yeah. billions and billions and yep. i would go to bed and everyone yep. else would have got they would go to bed after game of thrones all disappointed and i would watch billions and i'd be all i'd be like juice i'd be Dude, like billions
1: is incredible billions is so good yeah um when does it come back on it should be soon soon right yeah i just uh started last season of homeland two days ago and that that was up and down like season by season.
0: They also but have the worst season in television history. Which one? The one with the daughter, Dana Brody, when they all oh, started the campaign. I was I'll say it's like good. season three. I was almost hard out on that.
1: And then the following season I'm like they then the, they rehired the writers. Watch the next watch the next season. It, I know. it it's back to, you know, counterintelligence and actually right. trying to figure out. So you I know, stuck
0: through. Foil terrorists. I just don't like stuff. her as a character. I think that's the hard part is She's annoying to me. She's like a, she's kind of a whiner and a complainer, and the, her facial expressions even bother me. Like I'm just kind of
1: she does the she does the confused crying big eyes a lot,
0: right? Like I'm just, I'm just kind of out on her, and uh, and like you wanted <laughs> to respect whatever her boss is. I want to say so Saul is that, but I'm not sure if that's right. Is it Saul? Saul, yeah, yeah Saul, Baron I, Saul. And I want I want to say like you wanted to respect him, but then he just kept kind of like kept giving in to her, and right. like you sort of lose respect for him. And like I'm watching the show, I'm like. I'm like I, I like the assassin dude that they hire like he's kind of fun um, and then I'm and then I just got kind of out on the show yeah well but and so I'm that daughter I'm, season dude I'm telling you <laughs> I want to go back and suffer through it it is like I just remember like being like why the fuck are you putting this girl why is it on the show it's so bad <laughs> yeah. and it was so good like the first two or three seasons two first two seasons I think it is or one or two seasons are are like epic they're like legendarily yeah. good and then and it just and then you kill kill Brody and then it's just like and and this is where you're gonna
1: well go. I mean that's what happens man the writers you know if they if they get start getting you know good reviews and they start getting renewed like the writing depending on how long the show goes like it can go south for a whole season just kind of like you know uh, uh just like a dud right and you know once so now I kind of give shows a chance when I know that it's ending you right. know so Mr. Robot like I was always gonna watch that show no matter what but um I was all in on last season and Homeland 2 like it's the last season whatever same with Suits right. like Suits was so bad got so bad right it was the exact same plot every single episode yep. um like oh. Donna, I love you, Harvey. Harvey, I love you too, Donna, but we yeah. can never be together. And then Louis was Louis just, right, was Lou right was right just going irate about something and then apologizing by the end of the episode. Yep. And that just kept going on and on and on. Yeah, so when it, it ended, I'm it like going to watch the that Meghan
0: Markle became princess. It was yeah. right when the show got really bad. And now no longer. Right. She's she's stateside. Yeah, they're out. Yep. Um, come home. And so, yeah, I think that, that I mean, again, same thing. First, three seasons, four seasons of suits or maybe mm-hmm. some of my favorite TV ever. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And then she became, she became princess or got engaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like they weren't allowed to make her a sex symbol anymore. Right. And so like this huge part of the show just yeah. became like, Oh, now she's wearing like it. You literally can watch it and joke about it now. Oh, I don't think I she's that. now, she's now watching that. She's now wearing like turtleneck sweaters. <laughs> and like literally, like this, I don't think I noticed that this girl who like in the first few seasons is like this the huge sex right, symbol right, of the show, right. and you know she's the she's like the you know Mike's white whale, like I, right, right, I want right, to get her. Right. And, um, and then all of a sudden overnight, it's like okay, cool. Now you've got her. We're not going to play with that anymore because she has to like be very buttoned up for the entire rest oh. of the show. And that was like the whole last four or five. The seasons last season was fine. Around.
1: I mean, I just remember telling Jenna, I'm like, it went to oh, Catherine I'm- High. Right. Yeah. I never, I never it got in just, on that. It was, it. it was fine. Yeah. I mean, when they added her to the cast, um, I'm like, this is not, and her character was just bizarre yeah. and it didn't just, her character didn't fit in with right. the show at all. Right. And so I'm like, I'll watch it because it's the end and I kind of want to know what happens.
0: But, um, you know who Loki is one of I I think is, is probably top five best actors, movies or TV. Hmm. Is uh, the who I can't think of his name in the show in suits now, but um, they're the guy who they take off the wall. The the original lawyer who like keeps coming back. Oh, Hardman. Hardman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Billions. Um, He's in Billions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he
1: is. He's incredible.
0: I think he he, I think he's the most underrated. We were watching um, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And they show the introduction. Are you familiar with Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they show oh, yeah. the introduction of Gustavo and him. And it's this one minute clip. I think it's the only time that he's in Better Call Saul. It's this teeny tiny little spot. And, and he he, he memorizes the this song that's the periodic table. And he's just singing it. And it's real off the cuff. He walks in. So Gustavo walks in and he's got headphones on and he's singing this song and it's the song of the, it's like the States and Capitol song, but for yeah, the yeah, periodic yeah. table Oh, and he's singing what? it and he's, he's doing it really fast pace. He's nailing it. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking like that is the most throwaway one minute clip that he could have come <laughs> in and just phoned in and you would have had to have taken, I'm thinking a decent amount of time to memorize that unless right. just for some random reason right. he has that memorized right. i don't know why he would right um and i just remember you leave that and you're like that dude just nailed that scene and i think it's the only time he's in the show it's so weird i don't think if i remember, remember him in that and
1: i guess that's, that's why in breaking bad yeah yeah so yeah.
0: he's the guy who gustavo tries to come in to steal walt's recipe oh and um and so he's like this chemist and then walt gets kind of like jealous and ends up i think gotcha
1: yeah man I'm down to watch I mean I'm behind on so many shows and Jenna doesn't watch any of this stuff she literally only is glued when Survivor is on yeah and it's which is so funny to me that her and Cash are the only
0: two people in the world 27th year or something like that I mean dude there's
1: when that show is on uh, it's like a T-Rex walked in the room like you better not make any noise don't move don't make a sound or you're dead so when she watches survivor like i just leave the room
0: which is hilarious to me because it's not like there's gonna be some big thing like the whole show is like bookends it's like here's what happened last week let's get into a little fire then it's nothing and then it's now there's fire at the end commercial break and then kick people off
1: (laughs) i find it like sort of interesting but you know to each her own she she loves it and she does not like watching tv a whole lot like she does not get into many tv shows or anything like that she's crushing me in the number of books she's reading this year but man when survivors on
0: right all bets are off that's it well i'll tell you what what's interesting so our our you know chat which we're in two chats together maybe Mm -hmm. more but let's say two viable like real chats that you don't have to leave.
1: Two two marquee conversations that I'm not abruptly leaving.
0: Abruptly leaving which Bobby if you guys don't know if you ever want to leave a group chat and you need some talk to me, you need some experience and you need some (laughs) wisdom talk to Bobby because he is the king of just leaving (laughs) group conversations which to me now just cracks me up when somebody decides somebody some some you know person decides (laughs) oh I know what I'm going to do I'm going to start a group chat like 16 people wouldn't that be fun and it's just like and bobby's gonna be one of those people bobby just just either says something real quick and leaves immediately or just leaves immediately both of which are or just endlessly crack me listen, up. listen
1: i i respond respectfully and then i you know go about my business and leave the conversation now if you don't have an iphone and you're hitting me with the green text oh, yeah you might just get straight up blocked yeah right. you won't even be able to call me sorry <laughs> that's just i'm
0: me it's too it's so good. But I think what I've come to utilize, especially the SBC for, mm-hmm. is is you guys are sort of like my uh, early adopters because cash is like an extreme early adopter like <laughs> like cash gets a peloton it's <laughs> Cash, it cash gets a ro- it row bike, and it's like uh and it's like tell me tell me about the bike tell me how much you're rowing tell me right. how much this um you know weighted blankets and i'm trying to think there's been dozens so vide's like there's all these things that oh yeah we've adopted in our <laughs> lifestyle because of somebody in the chat having that discussion i've
1: purchased a sous vide i'm not totally sure i've adopted the sous vide right? lifestyle yeah it's in my cabinet we did it last
0: night it's did you? A, yeah it's amazing i
1: need to yeah i need to uh i feel bad because I, I i talked jenna into like me getting it yeah and i have not used it past the first month right so, right so i'm sure andy's somewhere like clenching his fist
0: <laughs> yeah well and so we did the same so my mom got us an instapot in probably like 2016 and it's at in the box. And so when we moved here, I purged like crazy. I sold like $5,000 worth of stuff on eBay. I was just like, I was just every, everything just eBay, eBay, Facebook marketplace, eBay, eBay. And it's, I mean like there's stuff you have sitting around. You have old iPhones. It's like 150 bucks. Like people don't, (laughs) people just leave this shit sitting around and it's like, just, just go and sell it. You have way more money sitting around your house than people think they do. Right. And, um, and so, so I did that. And so I had, I had put the Instapot up and I remember, you know, having this conversation with my mom and I had the Instapot out and she came over and she saw it. And she's like, you're selling that. Like, I got that for you. It's amazing. You have to use it. So I like, ah. so I actually reneged on the eBay sale. And so I, oh. so I pulled it back. I said, you know, yeah, refund the person. You have yeah. to pay, I think you have to pay a penalty or something, or you get a negative rating yeah. or something like that. And, uh, which I don't care about obviously. And so, so we kept it and, and thank God we did because now we use the InSpot spot all the freaking time yeah. and it's like a total game changer, we lifesaver.
1: Well, what's funny is when I got the sous vide, I was, you know, I was excited to tell Cash. I don't know why. I guess I wanted to make him proud that I got a subid. <laughs> he's got a mental hold on me. Right. Um, and the second I told him, he's like, "Ah, oh, man, I wish you would have told me because I'm all Pot now." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah. God right. damn it. Yeah. Damn. You got to let me know these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, and that that probably is going to happen at some point. So we still crockpot stuff, but I heard the Pot's just like a game changer. That's well, a maybe whole we can, other, use, maybe
0: we can use the podcast right now. My guess is that there's probably somebody who's like, they're like. I want to, I want to get a Soviet or I'm yeah. in on the Soviet and you're like, yeah, yeah you 70, just let 70 me know. 79 bucks. Let me know.
1: I might bucks. leave the chat conversation, but you, if the price is right, That's Hey, it. you just let me know and I will run it to you.
0: <laughs> Come see him. i Yeah. Yeah. Thrive, Come see me. Five a.m. Yeah. A few days a
1: week. Name your best price.
0: Yeah. The, so I think the, um, when we start to think about, cause I know Jenna and you, you guys have both been working on nutrition a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the most interesting things, When you start to think about how couples and families kind of attack and approach nutrition, Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of preparation, but is going to take an interesting turn. You probably don't know I'm going to take this question. But I think one of the most challenging people, uh, challenging things uh, that we found is is working with with cultural food stuff. Mm-hmm. I know you grew up in an Indian household. Oh, yeah. And cultural food in that world is like super carb heavy and, and high carb
1: all day, every day. Right. Yellow plates. Right.
0: And so and all over rice. <laughs> do you feel like that's something that um, was welcome uh, change for you? Or is that still something like do your parents still eat that way? Do you still have to overcome you know,
1: my, my parents eat Indian food every day and, you know, talking with them about nutrition is kind of a challenge. I mean, partially because like I need to walk the walk too. And so, right. you know, I'm, you know, got my own personal journey of, you know, always trying to not just eat healthier, but eat consistently. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, it's not like I'm going out and eating double cheeseburgers every meal, every day. Right. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, not just what I'm eating, but how much I'm eating. So yep. I think like. <clears throat> people have to learn stuff, you know, their, their own way. You can't, you know, there's some merit in not giving everybody the playbook on day one. Right. But I was definitely that person for a long time where I'm like, I just have to eat the minimal amount. Right. You know, I've got to cut calories yep. um, in order to, you know, cut calories dr- drastically in yep. order to, you know, get to a certain number. And, you know, and, and honestly, like even within the last three months and making progress on some things like I was feeling so good about seeing the weight loss that I just did it for a couple of days like yep. a cut draft. And I mean, I paid the price. I'm like, you know, I'm my own worst enemy at times when it yep. comes to food. And so with my parents, like, you know, I think I'm born and raised here. So I, you know, I ate more American food, Western food growing up. My parents ate Indian food and continue to eat Indian food. And so that is a really big challenge because yeah. they're, you know, not the type to, you know, go, go order a chicken salad. Yeah. Right. When, when you're eating dosas and rice and rotis and naans, et cetera, et cetera, all day, every day. And again, and you're, you're making these decisions in isolation, right? There's no coach, there's no gym you're going to. Um, that is an incredibly vicious cycle to break. Um, and so, you know, Jen and I, we just try and have open dialogue about things all the time because it's so, you know, I've been, you know, part of the gym for so long. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've backslid on diets, right. and backslid on, you know, making nutrition progress. Um, and even even in the stuff that Jenna and I are trying to dial in right now on any given day or even a string of days, you'd really have to, it's more about hitting timeout and reassessing where you're at right. um, in order to like continue to make progress. And so me learning that me trying to have a mindset around the long game, I mean, that's taken me a while to get there. Right. Even with like, you know, the level method stuff that right. we're doing now, like, you know, <clears throat> I'm trying to think about like, what are those things I need to work on that's going to prepare me you know, for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Right. So.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's super interesting, um, which I want to take that exact same thought process into real estate investing. So I want to keep you on on your toes there. <laughs> I
1: did a bigger but, pockets webinar this week. Nice, nice. Jenna walked in and was like,
0: What are you doing? Don't
1: worry about it. Don't I'm worry about get, it. I'm getting 1% better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. So I, I do, you're, do you have your kids? Do they, like, are they familiar with? Do they, do they eat Indian food?
1: No, well, like, so we don't make Indian food at home. Yeah. Um, you know, we do go to like Saffron and Pal. Highly recommend. Um, and I am a huge Indian food critic because yeah. my mom is incredible at making Indian food. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like growing up, I was like, "Ew, like Indian food. I don't want this." Yeah. And now I'm like, "Oh man, is my mom making Indian food? Like, yeah. let's go." Um. And so we don't eat it uh, at home, but definitely when we go to my parents, like we know we're eating it. And right. so with Dylan. Uh, like Camden is still in the age where like he's just eating whatever, yeah, like he's right. one. So you know, if we can just keep him like fed yeah. with, you know, whatever we can make for ourselves and we'll just give him a portion of that, we will. Um, Dylan, you know, he's he's in the same phase as any other like six year old boy, like, you know, trying to talk to him about you know, eating vegetables and, you know, eating, you know, protein and, you know, thinking about healthy choices, he hears what we're saying, but he still wants the pizza, mac and cheese sorts of stuff. And so, you know, I think so long as we're setting the example, which again, you know, that is something that, you know, we're not perfect at, You know, we're, we're dialing it in. And I think consistency is a key, not a hundred percent Perfection, right? You know, he'll he'll start to, and I think for him, as he starts to be around, as those kids in that class start to get older, right? And you guys start having more and more discussions. I think actually, I saw on the whiteboard that you guys were talking to the teens mm-hmm. um, yeah. about like making healthy choices. Because, You know, you can go yeah. in the cafeteria yeah. and it's it's no holes barred. Like right. you can right. you can make the best choices or you right. can make the worst choices. So and we're trying kind of to we're
0: now, right. but it is schools put them a bit behind the eight ball. So it's really hard for because that being their one. Choice, mm-hmm. um, you know, as they go. But yeah, so we're, we're we don't have a framework behind it right yeah. now. Maria just has conversations kind of uh, once a week or so mm-hmm. uh, with Kaylee. We want to be able to at Lewis Center, we want to be able to do that a little bit more. And obviously, yeah. that's her background. So yeah. I think she's really comfortable with having those conversations. But I do think that that's one of those things where, you know, when you, uh, when you're having those conversations, I think it's just, it's consistency. And I think right. sometimes hearing that stuff from other people that you look up to, right. so, cause there's a lot of kids in the kids program. They look up to Maria a lot. They look up to Rye. They look up to those people. Liz. I'm, 30, I'm 35. I look up to Maria. Right. So, right. And yeah. so like, but so if, if she's going to have that conversation, it's the same thing. I mean, how many times have I, you know, obviously like, it, I'm pretty good at what I do, but it's like, right. you. I still have my mom go and work with Andy. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Because she's yeah. just gonna she's gonna hear it better from him, and she's gonna be feel more accountable and be yeah, and all those things. So
1: I think you know, I'm going to always give it my best effort until Praveen catches me, and then I'm just gonna I'm gonna totally backslide and just start cutting calories immediately. So. Hey, he's always
0: coming. He's always coming for he's you.
1: He's always coming at me. He's always at freaking library studying up and watching TED talks and hitting build and hitting. Oh, well, and you always
0: make sure to get that little. Instagram stories. Keep you on notice.
1: Oh, he does let you he know. Knows, he knows. And I know you're listening to this. Parveen. I know <laughs> you gotta, you gotta notes. scout
0: your competition.
1: He is right now. Once he listens to this, right? but little does he know that I've got a surprise for him.
0: Nice. Don't I can't wait to see it. Parveen. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's the, been
1: a great addition to the community by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, I think the, the fun part is once you kind of get to see enough life cycles of progressions. Like Mm -hmm. it's so we're, I always tell the coaches like, we're so lucky to have these touch points and know how many great additions we have. Mm -hmm. Um, and you try to articulate that. I think sometimes new people, and it's just like, you're like, you're operating, like even you, like who has been around the community and knows a lot of people, you're Mm -hmm. still operating in a zone of 20 to 30 people for the most part. Right. And it's like, there's still another, you know, amazing 300 people out there that you can get to know. Yeah. And one of those being, Justin keys, right? Justin keys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you hit up rebel. Is it rebel or rebel? Do you th- have a verdict on that?
0: I would say rebel. Yeah. Same. Right. Same. Yeah. Just because great. I don't want to say rebel. So I had it for the first time yesterday. What? Yeah. Just now. Yeah. Um, verdict. Amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Um, and, Grant, I was very lucky. I went to lunch with uh, Lisa It was a fantastic mm-hmm. lunch date. And she told me that was happening. She's amazing, and um, and God, so these people. So she and in her generosity, as it is, she 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 paid. So I don't know what it cost, and I've heard that that's the biggest detractor. Oh,
1: Justin paid, and I was not expecting that either. And that's no. when we went together. So
0: yeah. yeah, so I've heard that that's the biggest detractor is that it for a lunch option just to pop in and grab is just a little bit too yeah, expensive. It's but I will say that man, so uh, low key they. Go on to they're now on my cookie big board
1: whoa
0: yeah so mm. they're like and they're maybe sitting Dude, like at like that number much. three whoa for chocolate chip cookies it was really good now i think they have two different types of chocolate chip cookies the one i got, I got the big one that's really 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 soft and i ended up buying four I and i brought them out to brought them to the coaches and stuff um Really good. Absolutely. Top notch. So I went sweet potato hash as my base, a little bit of white rice.
1: I like that. We segue to cookies right after talking about nutrition. Habits.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> well, so I'm a, I'm a notorious cookie monster, chocolate chip cookies. I don't care for anything else for the most part. I like yeah. other things. The, um, the cookie shop at the mall, great American cookie sits at number one. And actually it's their domino cookie, which is basically,
1: is that a Polaris?
0: Yeah, they have it at Polaris. They have one at Tuttle. Okay. Okay. Uh, highly recommend they have a, it's a, it's a little bit of a buttery cookie, which okay. I do think that some people don't like, but it's very, very, very good. Huh. And I'm pretty sure the cookie's name is a domino cookie. They also have a, a white chocolate macadamia nut, which is really good. Hmm. And a cho- their chocolate chips are fantastic also. Um, and then I really, really like pot bellies, uh, oatmeal, um, chocolate chip cookie. Oh, that's good. Which is really good.
1: I haven't had that in a long time. They closed the one on campus. And so, I don't even know. Where is Belly's.
0: So, we go to the Dublin one, which is over by that First Watch in in Dublin over there.
1: Oh, okay. It's by, yep. the, yeah. Like, like Pervert Avery. Loop? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Got it.
0: And got so. Um, I don't go over there. I know. Yeah, I don't I don't much either. I have to go out of my way to go to Pop which is kind of pain in the ass. Now I go to the Polaris one every now and again. Um yeah, Polaris so, Lewis
1: Center Pal. Right, I mean, but, that's where that's where you need to live. That trips right. out.
0: And so <laughs> um, so that's uh but I so I went sweet potato hash base, I went white rice, chicken and brisket, which I was really surprising. Mm. And then uh but I was out no che- so and it ended up being really and then I got the blueberry guac, which I still don't think those two go together. I actually picked the blueberries out of my guacamole I because I don't think that, that yeah. blueberries go with any of the things no, that I was that talking about. There? Yikes. The guac was still good regardless. Yeah. And once you picked, there were like two blueberries. Yeah, And then I got some of their spices at the end. They had yeah. ginger. They had a couple other things. And it ended up being really good. The only thing I'll say is how are you going to have a restaurant like that and you have no real viable cheese options? <laughs> I mean, what's that about?
1: Uh, because, well, it's... <clears throat> Funny you say that because my, a college friend of mine, and won't go too far off on a tangent here, but a college friend of mine started a new Instagram, uh, this week, uh, that is focused on nutrition for kids. Okay. And I, I feel bad, but I don't because listen, I'm me, I leave chat conversations, whatever. Yeah. Right. So her first post was a post of her kid and then a very long post on what the future of this Instagram account will be. Okay. And she was basically saying like, you know, kids menus suck. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, everything is just pizza and, you know, sugar, et cetera. Chicken, chicken wings or chicken, chicken tenders. Yeah. Chicken tenders. I love getting chicken tenders off the kids menu. And in the sequence of things she's listing off, she said cheese. And I was (laughs) I feel bad, but whatever. I did it. I commented on it, and it was a first post of this new account. And I'm like, "Oh, if you're coming hard at cheese, I'm out. I am
0: <laughs> out. I am out." You should. Uh, you should be like one of the healthiest guys I know. Eats like a block of cheese a day every day. Exactly. Like he just eats. I'm gonna it.
1: give you his number. <laughs> I right love when call.
0: we were talking about not too long ago. My my eating block of cheese diet hasn't taken off yet. And somebody <laughs> goes, somebody. I think it was Tim. Goes, yeah, I've got this friend. And she'll just, like, grab a block of cheese with her hand and, like, sit and eat it. I go, Tim, that's literally what I do, like, every other day. Like, I'm not joking. I'm, like, addicted to cheese. Well,
1: we, Shelby, Brian, and I were joking this morning about, like, random diets, like, fad diets. And that there's one called Vegan Keto. Oh, okay. And we're and so, so I think Brian was the one that brought it up. And I was like, that's not a thing no way that's a thing yeah and he's like no like google it it's a thing and like it's it's one of the random things people are experimenting it with. has and i'm like got what? to
0: be what impossible. is that possible and i'm
1: like you drink a glass of coconut oil and eat an avocado I was say, a lot is of that, coconut is, avocado that is, about, is <laughs> about all i can yeah is of. that like what else do you eat what else fits in that so uh but if you make a cheese diet i'm in i'm in yeah sign me up number sign one up. cheese What's that? Number one cheese? Uh, I'm not a cheese connoisseur. Okay. So you Just know when take we anything. like cheddar, like the cheddar cheese cubes. Okay. I mean, yeah. I can I can sit and I can crush a whole bag in right. one sitting of Survivor because I'm not allowed to talk, so I might as well eat the cheese.
0: I was thinking about The other thing that sets you apart as um, one of my favorite. Uh, legendary don't care people. Uh, on top of on top I of leaving really group don't. chats is was when we were at like Josh Kempton's bachelor party and somebody served you like an the old, most expensive bachelor party an old fashioned or something and you just wasn't they
1: didn't serve me him, the old fashioned they served an old fashioned they served an old fat listen if you're going to bring an old fashioned you know and there's ice in it right. And the person's clearly being loud. Like, I got an old fashioned. Like, whose is it? No one says anything, bro. I'm drinking that. Yeah, give it to me. (laughs) And believe me, I paid for it, (laughs) Mister Fazio. (laughs) (laughs) I paid for like. Fifty old fashions yeah. and only got one so. well
0: and I, I was sort of on the opposite and I don't think I drank that night but uh <laughs> man I crushed some some of the pizza for sure that's what made me think of oh, that. Yeah, for sp- sure. Some we need cheese. to do that
1: again we need to go out to top golf again
0: see uh, you know I'm uh, top golf for me is a it's a hit and miss I you could sell me I think more on bowling than you could on top golf top golf I think number one thing it's bowling, really expensive I think it's super bougie I think it's like there's it's like the thing to do on Friday night yeah and like you watch the people to the left right and you're like man fuck are you guys
1: paying 150 (laughs) bucks you can't even swing a fucking club if you get enough people it's fun because you know that you're splitting the cost but yeah if you're going like double date style it's not cheap
0: I just I don't get I don't get what the really positive takeaway for people who like can't even hit the ball is like, that's right. what's weird to me. Right. And if you want to come and sit and hang out on the couch, cause there's enough people there for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like you can say that that's why we like to come. <laughs> Just Don't bill me for it. Yeah. Right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. But That's, that's all I Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, don't, don't text me later for 80 bucks. Well, and don't, don't take a party there. I think that's the big thing <laughs> right. is the parties are super. Bowling, expensive. I'm all in on. I love bowling. I think, so I was talking to my parents, uh, we went to, we went to lunch the other week and I was talking to them about, uh, bridge and bowling. I actually think for me, it sounds weird. Maybe I feel super old, but, um, you know, it, I, I'm a studier of some of the most successful people. And mm-hmm. what you find is like, okay, That's so we're here, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, somebody, they, they play bridge like ad mm-hmm. nauseum. And my parents were like, Oh, like some of the most successful people that I know, they play bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the most,
2: Maria! <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well it's not her barking. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> um and, you know, I, I, so I like, I you was like,
1: not <laughs> edit that out.
0: <laughs> so I was like, um, I was like, man, I was like, I kind of want to learn how to play bridge. And I was like, I think it'd be kind of fun. And so I went and we're doing some stuff with assisted senior living facilities. And so I went and there's this super serious bridge game going on with these four. Oh, four really? grandmas. And I was like, and, and so, you know. My grandparents, they all they all passed years ago, mm-hmm. and but I think they really liked bridge. I think my grandma was a legendary card player. I never
1: even thought to play that.
0: I, I love I, I just love cards. I yeah. like I like I like sitting around a table and bullshitting with friends. Yeah, and like me and Justin and Tim this summer got to play a bunch of euchre together. We play Tim's favorite '90s alt rock, and <laughs> just
1: dude, I've loved getting to know. Stifler over last year. Oh, yeah. He's, He's fantastic. We can
0: do a Tim, Tim Love story here in a second. And so... so. But we would just... We would pop that pop those songs on and, and play Euchre or play whatever. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is really fun. And I've heard bridge is just really competitive. It's a fun yep. game you can gamble with. And I was like, it'd be really fun to have sort of like a regular bridge game or a regular game to go and play. Oh, and man. I think the same would be true with bowling. I yeah. think it'd be really fun to do bowling leagues. If we got bowling. like enough... It, like, I think it could be one of those things where it's like, I mean, I don't want to go out and do it with people I don't know. Like, don't get right. crazy. Don't get right. crazy. Like, right. I don't want to go out and, and start to get outside of my bubble. <laughs> right.
1: um, of course. Who but, would want that? Come but
0: if on. we've got 16 to 25 people yeah. at the at friendship, there like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do a bowling league. We can figure that out. Well, I, think I had be really never fun. been to
1: wherever we went for uh, Andy's like, quote unquote, like bachelor, not bachelor outing, like right before he was uh, having uh, Teddy. Dad? um Yeah. Was I there? I don't think I went. Uh, I don't think you went, but whatever you guys
0: went out to the top steakhouse or something.
1: No, we went out for, um, for him and we went to a, it was kind of like, you know, they call a diaper party, whatever. Yeah, And, uh,
0: I'm, I'm, uh, hard out on all things that are termed that way, but we, but
1: it wasn't really that, that, but that was the intent of it. And we, was it, was that why we went out? I don't know. Bottom line is we went out for Andy and, um, we went bowling and it was the place in Hilliard and it was a lot of fun. And now this story is totally pointless because one, I don't remember why we went out for Andy and two, I don't remember the name of the bowling alley, but <laughs> yeah. either way, it was a good time.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're, I mean, when we used to live in on Bethel and Mill, we could walk to that. Uh. So we would walk there and walk to graders. Those are real nice little date night. I mean, it's super yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but we haven't been bowling since. And Maria wanted to go for date night the other day. And I'm like, she like put it on her calendar and she put Star Lanes. I'm like, first of all, we don't need to go Star Lanes. Star Lanes is like crazy. Expensive. But
1: it was that. So that place was like a Star Lanes.
0: Oh, okay, cool. But it was yeah, that- oh, yeah. My parents, would, they, they just they redid it. They talk about it all the time. It's supposed to be really cool. The one in Hilliard? Yeah. What is it yeah. called? I forget.
1: But yeah, I'm so- second guessing myself. I'm like, did we even go out for Andy? Why were we all out to begin with?
0: whatever whatever yeah yeah well and we can just circle back on on you know loving some some stiffler, so
1: stiff what a guy all those guys on the pc amazing yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's been uh you know this this year has been and we're so inclusive mm-hmm. we keep trying new people we're not afraid to fail yeah um, which i not. think is one of the biggest yeah. things paleo
1: challenge Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> let's move on from that. Same thing with PC. Let's I like try it. some people out. Yeah. See if PC,
0: Paleotones, yeah. same difference. All right, well, let's wrap up. Uh, I know Tom's going to be one of the very few people who's still listening, however deep <laughs> into this we are. If you've made it this far, we're proud of you. Yeah, you can give us a Baba Booey, whatever you see us as as, <laughs> is, as is the case typically. So why don't you give Tom a little love? Because I know you miss Tom.
1: Well, yeah, Tom, miss you. I hope you come back uh, to visit us soon. We have not talked movies in a long time. Yeah. So, you know thinking about
0: you and, and also Jay too. What's Jay been up to? Yeah. Jay doesn't listen to the podcast, unfortunately. So I don't don't know if he's going to be there. I talked to him him not too long ago. He's got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. He's like, he's like more successful at Lou than he knows what to do with, I think. Mm. Um, But then Ballin's going back to school. um, So that's super exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going back. I think she's doing um, something healthcare uh, related. Nice.
1: Those are the OG BCOD coaches mm-hmm. you know yep. and you yeah and you oh yeah were up in that
0: yep yep yeah the best was when Tom and I both slept at the gym and we would wake up and make French press and espresso shots uh, until we were both like super loopy on like massive amounts of caffeine. I mean, I'm talking like if you were to measure it, it'd be like 700 milligrams of caffeine in like 15 minutes. And we would just start sweating profusely. And then we'd get real loopy. And that was where all the nicknames started to come from was Tom and I were all like sleep deprived and hopped up (laughs) because we were sleeping at the gym. And so neither, and both of us are night owls. Tom and I are both, especially at the time, like before we had women in our lives and stuff, like very, very night owly. And so we would stay up at the gym or we'd watch movies or we'd do something and we'd wake each other up. And, and if, whether we were walking over from our apartment or st- just sleeping at the gym and you just wake up and it'd be five and you just start pouring espresso shots and just start going <laughs> to nauseum. The other person would go write the workout up on the board and he'd come in, just be sitting there just as it was a coffee cup, just talking to people and just, <laughs> and then he'd just get super hopped up on caffeine on like four hours of sleep. Right. And he'd just start being, just start making up nicknames for people. <laughs> um So people are always like, why do you guys do nicknames anymore? I'm like, first of all. I'm not near creative enough to give people nicknames, and right. the fact that you think I am is right. great. Second of all, you never met Tom, and if you don't meet Tom, then you can't really understand what's behind every one of these nicknames, right? Because exactly. they're all like you can start going down the path of like, th- you know, this character's name in this movie shares the same last name as that person, and so they get this exactly, nickname. and it, like, it, and it's so <laughs> random. And then the whole time he which is sees clearly you,
1: obvious to him at the time. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, And the whole time that he's going to see you is he's going to quote that character from that movie to you all the time. Yeah, And it's like, and and he'll never forget. It's so funny to me.
1: Well, my, you know, my second beard shirt is starting to uh, wither a little bit. So we got to make sure we keep that in the, in the run.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Well, so uh, we, one of our Lewis center clients owns a chiropractor. And, uh, he owns a couple of different locations and he had a shirt that was a, a word collage. And I mm. go, I go, ah, that's kind of like the hashtag shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it'd be super weird to bring that back Dude, now I because had to,
1: I had to send that one off to pasture. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have any,
0: that was what I said. Don still has it. I'm pretty sure. And I'm sure Tommy has it. And I was there's... keeping
1: them out of pride. I was never wearing them. Right. And ultimately I'm like, right. I'm buying way too many clothes on the friendship store. Like I just have to get rid of
0: some right. stuff. So. Well, and I mean, I got rid of that one long ago cause yeah. I, it's just bad. Oh, I'm just beaten up. And what's so funny is like what people don't realize is we were, so this was when this is before Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook's around, but whatever. And it, it, Twitter's like blowing up and this is like 2011, 12 when we're first starting. And so, um, so I started the friendship Twitter account, which most people don't know is that the friendship <laughs> Twitter account is, um, do you have a KD burner? Account? <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't. And that's the thing is I've never, I've never like, I, I it's a weird point now because it's like, okay, we're like an actual real legitimate company now. And so, you know, I probably shouldn't be hey, on tweeting what us. I'm tweeting. Look at hey, us. Hey, look at us. <laughs> and Who like, thought? I should not probably me. not be on <laughs> sharing my opinions and all this stuff on there. Uh, but at the time, like we were not a legitimate company at all. And like, we were just all friends screwing around, having fun. And so like, you're doing it all from this account. And all uh, I had like 13 followers. It was like you guys, it was like, yeah. it was like 13 people from the gym. Yeah. And, we would just uh, tweet all this stuff out and nobody's done it yet to this date. But if you go back far enough in the friendship tweets, which I think right now we're probably close to eight or 10,000 tweets. And if you go back far enough, what? Oh yeah. That uh, many. Oh, I'm sure. So what you, what people don't realize is like, so what I'm going to say here is here. I'll, I'll check here. Profile. Can you even see tweets anymore? How many you've sent? I don't think you can. I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't look like you can. Yeah,
1: I retired from being a social media power user. Well, you see my Instagram story. That's where <laughs> that's 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 where most of my activity is.
0: Bobby was my top. Follow, tweet. follow me on say. follow me on Twitter. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, we're easily in the eight or ten thousand. I mean, it, we're in a lot of tweets, and the reason I
1: is I was at the top. <laughs> I
0: know, right? And so what? Um, so. What I was going to say is if you go back far enough, if, if you can, I don't know if you're yeah. able to on Twitter, but if you go back far enough, um, basically what Twitter became... Was me live tweeting the, the early days of Maria and I's relationship what? when we started to spend time together, and Mar- <laughs> and I would I would just tweet Maria-isms all the shit that she would say that you're like, oh what? you're just like
1: quoting her, on yeah, Twitter?
0: just quoting, her. and it, you're all just like, wait, what did you just say? And like as you can imagine, knowing Maria, like the shit that comes out of her mouth sometimes, you're you're like, oh my god, I've got to tweet that. Hold on, and I would just like film her and then post it, and um, so there, that's probably like five. Hundred of the tweets is just adding Sam and then and then just tweeting these Maria. I think
1: I must have followed you well after or followed the account or whatever well after that because I don't. I think I would have noticed that.
0: I don't know. Maybe ta- I
1: just need to go back and read them.
0: Thousands and thousands of tweets, and then yeah. we would and then uh, Cash would live tweet uh, WrestleMania. And I would be there with Those him every step of the way. Yeah. And then I would live tweet, tweet. Jay and I would live tweet the draft. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of stuff like that. And I, I think it's so funny now. It's like all these like branding, marketing gurus are like, uh, are like, just be real, just right. be real. And I'm yeah. Like, Bitch.
1: <laughs> real. <laughs> well, I real tried keeping now. up with live tweeting debates, you know, for a couple of years and that just got exhausting because all I was doing was perpetuating my own anger. Right. Exactly. And, and, I'm, I am above that
0: now. So. Right. Well, I, I, I liked it. So it was really funny. Cause so Jenny runs all of our, our real social media. Yeah. I don't consider her Twitter yeah. real social media. Let's just put it that way. Um, but so Jenny runs our Instagram, our Facebook, she does an amazing job. She works mm-hmm. really hard at it and she's great at it. Oh, uh, she's amazing. Yeah. yeah she's, she's uh, totally changed it all for yeah. us. And a big reason why is I'm not, I'm not a very creative person. So, um, and so, um, so, but but Twitter. So the national championship, or not the national, the Clemson game this year, uh, got me a little hot and bothered. And <laughs> so, just let it rip. So <laughs> I was just just going off at T. And so we show up to the gym the next day, and she walks in, and, and we're talking about it, and I'm animated, and and somebody goes, somebody goes, boy, I've never really seen Jeff this upset, and and Jenny goes, yeah. Friendship Fitness was very upset last night. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I should probably go back into. I got, those. I mean, I got
1: sucked in two days ago on Facebook. Like, I, you know, so you know, I mean, uh, f- I would say four or five years ago, I w- would post on Facebook all the time. Right. Like, you know, I was your standard, you know, power user. You know, posting stuff totally irrelevant, yep. posting jokes, being sarcastic, posting pictures, whatever. And, you know, I deleted my account and Jenna deleted her account. But over time, like I'm, I think it's, I don't think it's even been a year. Long short, I got back on. Right. And it was because we, some of our friends use Facebook exclusively just to do events. The so events, like yeah, parties. birthday parties right. or going away parties, whatever. And we were just not getting those. Right. And so I said, oh, you know, we'll just make a joint account, which of course just turned into me making my own account because Jenna wanted nothing to do with it, yep. which is fine. Um but, man, one of the few things that I, like, follow – and so I don't post anymore. Right. I just use it, you know, to check the events. But I definitely get sucked into the Powell Bubble Facebook page. Oh, it is just – the worst of humanity. Yeah. And and I get sucked in. I totally admit it. And but the, the caveat is I don't reply or comment on any of the yeah. stuff.
0: I love that you text me some of them sometimes.
1: Oh my God. It's so bad. And you know, and so two days ago, because we have a you know we have a big levy, March 17th, vote yep. yes, it's up to us. Yep. Um so us. so uh <clears throat> someone posts on the bubble just like About teacher salaries, which this levy has nothing to do with teacher salaries. But someone just wants to take it on. Like, why are teachers making this much money? um, Oh, it's on the side
0: that they're making too much money?
1: Oh, yeah. It's not that teachers are underpaid. It's that they're overpaid. Wow. And so you have – That's not an
0: argument you hear very You have
1: like old heads like, why should teachers – they get summer break and winter break and, you know, why do we need master's – uh, teachers with masters or PhDs teaching our kids these are like entry level like stuff that you're just like don't get sucked in don't get sucked in
0: I definitely, don't do it I don't, don't know about you but I want the low of the low teaching my kids yeah, and spending exactly. I, want, I want my just, kids spending eight hours a day being right, influenced right, heavily right. for the majority of their formative years and by I, the lowest of the low
1: and you know what I was just caught in a moment of weakness because <laughs> I just let it rip <laughs> and the thing is like I, hope I had that plenty these are of
0: trolls and they got you. I had
1: plenty of opportunities to delete everything. I still have the opportunity to just delete the post, but before I hit enter, I'm like, man, I just wrote a lot. Should I hit enter? I probably shouldn't. No, I did. Yep. I don't care. <laughs> it's on. Whatever. Yep. Um, and so, so I just think like the argument is just. Stupid, right? Like it's at the end of the day, it's a profession with a marketplace, right? So if you if you if you want to be if you want to have a certain standard of education, right. you're going to have to pay teachers right. who are the best, right? And if you don't do that, you know, Central Ohio has a lot of high performing districts. Right, they're just going to go to the other one, right? Right, right. but they want to like they want to be like correlate teacher pay to the morality of their work life. And I'm just like, give me a break. I, I even think understand. the other I'm thing, I'm so too, sick of this like, argument.
0: The, the people who like you just, it sounds hard, but like you just have to kind of reside to the fact that like the people who make that argument, they've just got to be such like losers. Cause it's like, if, <laughs> if you don't understand and grasp losers. The, fact, the the fact that like, the people who you spend the most time with are going to be the ones who influence you. And if you are being influenced by people who aren't very good at what they do, right. And who are settling for jobs that they don't really like or believe in. Right. And that's who you're going to subject your kids to for extended hours (laughs) daily. Right. Like how number one, how fucked up of a parent do you have to be number one (laughs) and number two, like what sense of reality We transitioned
1: to just pure hot takes at this point. Like what (laughs) sense of reality?
0: Well, it's Friday
1: evening. We're just going to, we're just going to go full
0: set. Well, (laughs) and around the same, around the same time that, uh, I was live tweeting Maria and I's beginning of our relationship. Um, and all of the fantastic isms that she gave us. Um, I was also still in in Facebook ramp mode, yeah. which was heavily. Oh god, they're so good! Yeah.
1: I'm still mad that you that. You've grown and evolved as a, know, you know a leader know. in this community, right? Right. You got to bring them back.
0: Yeah, my my level, my you know my my <laughs> lack in in your case, like you just said, my lack of an enter button really yeah. started to come in, and I started to type them out and delete them, and not, yeah. not give this. Well, I need I'm to not be tr- a, need to be a better leader and all these other things, <laughs> this, all these boring, responsible <laughs> like adult things. I was like, eh. Well,
1: I'm just like, look, I don't have a lot of buttons, and of course, like I'm I'm. I'm sure it sounds biased because Jenna is a teacher, right. you know, in Olin Tangi, but you know, when, when like Jen and I met at KIPP and, you know, for those who don't know the organization, it's a national network of charter schools that primarily serves students in low income communities. Right. And so I was, a you know, of the six years I was in a, you know, business manager role for five, but I taught for one of those years. Yeah. I, that was my full-time job to teach math in sixth grade. And let me tell you, there's a reason why I only taught for that year because, right. I am not cut for that lifestyle. Uh, it is tough. So like, you know, whenever someone wants to have an opinion on the compensation of teachers, I mean, y'all can kiss my brown butt because right. you're not going to win that argument with right. me. That job. I mean, whether you're, you know, teaching students that are really far behind or students that are, you know, either proficient or, you know, gifted and whatever, I mean, the profession is so hard, right? It's so hard, but like people just want to look at what's on paper. Like, oh, you get home at four o'clock and you only have two hundred some contract days. Like, you don't even no. know what you're talking about. So it's my own fault for getting sucked in because I knew all that and I still. Whatever. Well, I, just, I felt I so th- much better.
0: I hope <laughs> it's I hope it's like a Randy Marsh where like. I I still think to this day that like trolls are really underrated because I think in that, I think you could, you could create your KD, you know, burner account. And I think you could just get, I've thought about it. You can be like, Hmm, what could really stir the pot today? And like, you could just, just pick topics Uh, and just go right at people and and like, think about how easy that one is. You know what I got a problem with teachers, why do they make so much money? That's stupid. <laughs> teachers, teachers don't need to make that much money. Look at all the off days they get. Look at this. They get snow days. This is bullshit. You know, and just, just boom. And I, and just post it and just see what happens. It's just going to, you're I mean, you're just going to inflame. And, I'm sure and everybody in that Powell bubble Facebook group is going to bite on it.
1: I'm sure it was Russia that made that post. And I just got suckered into the propaganda and I felt compelled to respond. I took the bait. I took the bait.
0: It's did fun. you start watching? Did you start watching McMillions yesterday?
1: Oh yeah. And Jenna's and Jenna's into it. I didn't that. And if Jenna's into it, then uh, that means it's
0: good. So they so. must be releasing these like weekly. Yeah, Which episode
1: based documentaries. Let's, let's
0: let's all get let's all get beyond that. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. you love documentaries, and you just need to be along for the ride here. Well, so I so I watched the first two episodes. Um, and we watched the first one. We didn't get, we didn't get to episode two yet. It gets pretty interesting. I mean, it's. I'll Did say. Did you it's, read the Times article? No.
1: Well, you don't even need to now because they're making right. it. But right. I remember when it came out. I think Maddie sent it out. Actually, it is the for me. It was the longest Times article I've ever read. It right. was so thorough and in depth right. that I actually stopped reading it because right. it was so long. But I'm excited the, to watch the documentary.
0: The main the main FBI agent is <laughs>
1: oh Cash nailed it. Dude, it's saying so. that dude was. Chris Sansberry. He's maybe so too outgoing.
0: much of like a character yeah. to be to be Chris. Like Chris isn't that jokey. But he has
1: these like little blips, like right. these little expressions right. or little hand gestures. Right. And you're like, oh my God, that yeah. is Chris to it
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's really good.
1: It's fun. It's been uh speaking of, it's been awesome that uh uh Emily joined the gym.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, you know, I'm really excited to to get to know her and more. Shelly uh joined also. So you know so what? I haven't had the pleasure of
1: meeting her. Like yeah. you mentioned her the other day because they were leaving Saturday class. And when you were saying Shelly, John's wife, yeah. I'm thinking
0: Shelly and John.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. And I'm like, right, right. there Sturgeon. can't be yeah. two couples. Isn't that named weird? Shelly and John. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we haven't had the chance to meet, so I'm looking forward to meeting her. Um, you know, as I continue you know, checking out Lewis Center.
0: So we got them, uh, we got them there. Um, gave them like a a gift the other day just got married. And, um, and so I wrote him a card and, uh, and I put in the card, I go, Shelly, you know, the moment I knew that you were right for John sticks out deep into my mind. (laughs) We were playing a softball game, an adult male softball game, and things were getting contentious and a fight started. (laughs) And, the fight continued for the entire rest of the softball game. A lot of bickering back and forth, a lot of grown men bitching at each other and getting things, getting pretty animated. Yeah. And you just scream from the stands (laughs) you're all a bunch of bitches. You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> and she left. And I just immediately. So John's trying to chase her down and John, not even chase her down. John's just like kind of talking to her. Just like, just like what you're going to leave. Like, don't leave. And she just like over her back, just keeps calling us all a bunch of babies. Just like, you're all like, you guys are grown men. Like you should be involved. Just, just nailing That's every funny. one of us. And she had a now book and, she's reading it. and she just, and I go, I go, Dan John, she's perfect for you, man. I yeah. was like, that's well, <coughs> out you know, of anybody it's... in the world to to handle and rein in John Sansbury. <laughs> um, that's
1: that's got to be hard. To
0: you got to have that strong that's personality, be hard to do. right?
1: Yep. Well, speaking of the other John and Shelly, I was totally the last of the party to even know that they were married with kids.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Because if you think about it, I wasn't. I was not an afternoon or evening person. Right. And when I saw either of them, the other wasn't in class likely because they yeah, just were like with the kids. Right. And what's funny is just like, I think three years ago or two years ago, I didn't even really know Shelly that well. And I knew John well because, you know, we would work out together. Right. You know, we would either share racks, which, you know, was futile because I'd always have to leave because, you know, he's a strong guy apparently. Um, hey what do you
0: want to do today i'm just gonna do 550 don't worry yeah about it.
1: no big deal um you can do it too man no <laughs> i can't i gotta go um but yeah so i had no idea and then one day uh randomly i think i was like coming into 530, and they pulled into the parking lot and i couldn't see who the driver was and it was john and shelly came out of the car like dressed to the nines like they were going to some gala or something and it was very obvious that like she had forgotten something at the gym and uh as i'm like so she goes in she's walking back out and i see john (laughs) i see john in the driver's seat and they get in the car and they drive off and i go and i don't remember which coach i said this to i mean i just sounded like a total freaking dumbass like i'm like oh i didn't know that they were like dating or together and whoever i told that to they're like dude they're married and they have like three kids yeah and i'm like yeah that was a test for you somehow i'm gonna go warm up but those two again man well, that's I who mean,
0: that's who maria just spent the whole day with oh really yeah, yeah so they're
1: phenomenal with- people came it was so funny last sunday because our logistics are insane we have to do kids switcheroo at the gym so yeah. we both can hit up class on uh at sunday build um when eleven o'clock build starts, I have Camden. Yep. And you know, depending on the day, like we'll either leave immediately or if Camden's in a good mood, I'll just let him walk around, whatever. Yep. So I gotta show you this picture. I don't I don't I don't know that I I think I put it on Instagram on my story, but um Camden Camden's thing now when he comes to the gym is he loves the crossover symmetry. Yeah. And I got to be mindful because that is expensive stuff and like I don't want him like pulling out but he just likes holding the handle waving it around. Well, now like he's taking a liking to Shelly's kids because they're finishing class Yeah, and so they always come around they always say hi so I have this picture of I have a picture of Camden holding the crossfit crossover symmetry handle and all the girls and Maria and Shelly are like around him as if he's teaching a scapjack class. I love it. Yeah. It's so cute. I gotta, I gotta find that and send it. Well, I was going to say,
0: and, um, I say Camden could just be setting the tone for, for, for Dylan.
1: That's yeah, man, he's, he's, he's next man up. So, uh, and that kid is a bruiser. Like he, like Dylan's very, um, He's like cautious careful. Yeah. yeah. He's careful. careful, That's a better word to use. He's very careful. So the way I describe the two of them is that in the summer we went to a park and we walked into the woods down the path and Dylan, you know, stays on the path. He enjoys the scenery, you know, look at this tree, look at that animal, whatever. And, you know, stays in his lane of the dirt path. Camden is in the woods, ripping bark off trees,
0: yeah. trying to eat it. Right,
1: and that is basically the two of the, the personality of both of them. Isn't it funny how weird it that, that it hits?
0: Like, I always wonder if there's something that like something that like yeah. you that parents do because it seems to happen so much that you get these two opposites. I mean, me and my brother are kind of that same way. We we're oh, always really? kind of similar, yeah. And you just kind of oh. get these two people where. Um, you know, I always think of uh, like RT's kids are like the biggest example of this. Um, is you know, Dom, the older one's this kind of he's like tall, he's kind of lanky. Um, you know, he's he's kind of like quirky and giggling, he wants to be the center of attention. Um, and then the little guy is he's like a tank, he's like RT. I mean, he's like weighs as much as his brother's three years older and is, is like this like linebacker. He's kind of shy. He mm-hmm. doesn't talk much. And like, you're just like, like that kid's going to be like a top tier wrestler and he's just <laughs> going to like destroy people. <laughs> and it's like, it's so, it's so funny to me when you see those, those vast differences and, in, in like, but not only personality type, but even like right. body shape sometimes yeah. just like mentality. Oh so. yeah.
1: Someone, I mean, I, when I went to visit my buddy's uh, newborn today, you know, the, <clears throat> his wife was like, Bobby, you know, your boys are just getting so big. Or his sister that said, your, your boys are getting so big. And I'm like, they are Dylan's getting taller. Right. Camden's getting wider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's just turning into a chunky little boy Good and
0: nature's way of giving you us. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So, uh, it's been fun watching those two and watching, you know, Dylan at the gym and so many great kids with great parents there. So I'm excited to to see how he continues to progress in the in the in the kids class. So. What does Jenna like to read, dude? She reads everything. I mean, she's so we're polar opposite when it comes to preference. Like, I'm very much nonfiction. Right. Like, I like, you know, <clears throat> reading professional development books. I mean, Chris definitely got me on that. Right. Um, and she's all fiction. Right. So I don't I don't know that she like she's the type of person. That if you recommend any book to her, yeah. she'll read it. Hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't have to fit in a certain lane. Right. Um, because I'll look at some of the books that she's, like, rented from the library. Um, and one does not have anything to do with the other. Right. Like, there's no. Right, reason. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so she, And I'm pretty sure she updates her Goodreads uh, pretty well. Are you up on Goodreads? I do Audible. Audible, but That's like Goodreads. Goodreads, so Goodreads is a place where you can go and track what you're reading. Okay. So you can go on to Goodreads, click her name. It's like a social uh, platform. So like trying for, to gamify
0: reading a little bit, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're trying to flex on people. People, yeah, okay. hundred yeah, yeah, percent. How many right. books
1: did you read? Do right. the hundred book challenge, etc. But she puts everything up there. And she does it because she'll, she can see what other people are reading Yeah, and she'll just add it to her. Like, Oh
0: man, don't tell me list. all this. I'm, oh yeah. I'm going to start trolling her. Like but the crazy. thing is
1: she gets, she'll, she'll see things and be like, Oh, they're reading that book. I heard about that. And she'll just rent it. But the thing is like, dude, she reads these books and
0: like, you should two read days. the complete breakdown of securities. <laughs> by Benjamin Graham I should it is it is 7,000 pages of (laughs) can't wait somebody talking about how to break how to break down I just finished a book
1: on options and I'm like I'm not doing this.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so you want to talk about options? All right. So, um, <laughs> so I did my first options trade. You did? Yeah. And um, I made a pretty good amount of money. So I'll tell you. So, um, okay. I'm back in. Okay. I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> I'm, I'm back, back in, in the game. Didn't take much. So, okay. So how far do we go? all right. So Peloton. <laughs> Instapot options trading. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> so Peloton. Okay. Yeah. Peloton. Pel- I'm all in. Peloton IPOs. And, um, and this guy, I'm one of one of the video, the vlogs uh, that I watch on YouTube, this guy posts a thing and, and he's kind of up on the gym industry. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's always kind of he's looks at and he consults for a yeah. lot of major micro gyms. And, yeah. And so he's a good person for us to watch. So in one of them, he talks about um, a Peloton's IPO and like this is just another com- competitor in the fitness space. Right. We need to be aware of them. We need to this. We need that. But, you know, here's this kind of big but they just IPO are public. And so they have all this information that's out there now. So you can see all this public information, how much they spend on marketing and so on. And so this guy's, he links in the bio. He goes, plus, if you guys want to see, a, um, you know, a detailed description of why Peloton super overvalued, click the link in the description. So I click it and this guy goes through and he breaks down the entire price. Of like he basically does the intrinsic value evaluation Mm. in long form on Peloton. And they were priced at, I think their IPO is something like 19 bucks and had gone up to like 27, 28 and per share. And so he does this big breakdown. He goes literally at $30 a share, they're pricing in that they would be 50% of the entire fitness market. Not, not the entire at home fitness equipment market, the entire fitness market. So that's like Planet Neat, Fitness right. and Lifetime and yeah. Rogue and all these other people. No work boots. Right. And <laughs> so they're they're sitting there like, and so you start thinking about that. And so he does all the thing and he goes, the biggest market share that any at home thing has ever gotten is P90X. And it's like less than 1%. Yep. right? And so basically he values all the company and he goes, I'm going to give a super generous uh, like value for the IP and for the technology and for this and for that. Because they always say all these new p- companies IPO and they're like, we're a tech company. And you're like, you're like
1: no. You're, yeah, it's like BP now being a a green company, they're yeah. not a gas and oil company. Well,
0: the Casper Sleep, if you've ever seen, have right, you seen these right, guys? Right. You're like we're tech company right and you're just like no you're you sell beds like get <laughs> out of here um, it's the same thing for Peloton it's like you sell stationary bikes at home it's like it's got a tablet on it with really unique proprietary <laughs> software and you're just like no it's just a bike and you've just gamified <laughs> it to keep you on it for don't even two get months me started. longer don't even get me anyway, started anyway and so so this guy breaks it all down and I'm looking at it and I'm reading all of it and I'm like checking it checking everything and I'm like wow he's exactly right and that, so I pull up Yahoo Finance I start to look into it yeah and the price is up at like 31 dollars. i'm like holy crap so i start looking at it and i'm like i'm like okay how do how do i short this mm-hmm. right like how do and so i'm looking at i'm looking at like a short sell versus versus options versus this versus that and and so i'm like i'm, I'm trying to learn the difference between the two and right um researching all this and so i'm kind of like okay like i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna put very much money into this but like a couple hundred bucks right yeah just see what happens like you, like you, you know, you like to gamble a little bit right. sometimes. And so, no, I don't. And I feel like I fit, this fits in <laughs> <Edit> that out. <laughs> I feel like this fits into my oh, it's, sports gambling's legal now, Bobby, you're fine. And she'll never find out. She won't make it this deep into the podcast anyway. Um, and so, uh, like two hours deep. Into yeah. This right. Point. So, um, so anyway, so I, so I look into it and so I basically find, um, a $27, um, you know, whatever they call it, strike price or yeah, yeah, put yeah. option value. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thinking, okay, so when's their next earning statement going to be released? Like late January, early February. So I'm like, okay, I want one a month or two out from yeah. that. So like April was, yeah. there was one on April 17th. And so I'm like, cool. It's my dad's birthday. I'm going to get up. And so, so I get that one. And, and so around the maybe new year, mm-hmm. there's a dip and I was able to sell half of them. So I bought five options. It was, it ended up being 400 bucks or something like that. 500 bucks. And so, um, so I go and I, I buy, buy the options. I sell a couple of them then, and I make like 150 bucks a piece. Right. And so the other ones I'm keeping, I got three of them and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, Hmm, I'm like, and so I'm like, <laughs> I, I bought these because I wanted the earning statements to hit. I wanted the earning statements. Cause you like, if you see what's going on with them, you know, so they start, do you see the corner store? They bought the Abercrombie corner store at Easton. No, I didn't know that. And so they're sort of doing the Tesla advertising strategy where they're buying all these retail shops. And so they buy a premium spot. I mean, that, that Abercrombie corner, that is like, I'm yeah. real yeah. estate. I can't imagine yeah. how expensive that is.
1: That's the and one right in front of where the clock is. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. And so you're sitting there, I'm looking at that. I go, that's maybe the most expensive piece of real estate right. in Easton. Right. I'm sure it's a ton. And it literally is an empty floor with one bike in the middle and then like one treadmill on the side. And then they've got some clothes hanging up and it's like they, and I'm like, this is just a, a blatant waste of money. Oh, and God. so, so, and then they're in the middle of this huge. Oh, so the, the first time I saw it was the commercial commercial, right. Was yeah, that yeah, they was yeah. like 11% yeah. a day. And then, um, and so anyway, so the I,
1: controversial commercial. Yeah. 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 And
0: so I'm sitting there and I, and I'm like, hey, I I mean I, and I kind of want them to fail like because I'm just not I'm not super into their concept. It's business. And so yeah right. And no, I'm just, everybody's it's competition. like g-
1: ghosting your apartment or returning shoes to Dicks. Just <laughs> let let it go. Not that I do that. But well, so I anyway, so if it did
0: happen, so they give the, they they go through the earnings. Their earnings tank. It's way worse than people thought it was going right. to be. Their future forecasts are are tanking. Everything's starting to become realized yeah. now. And so now I think their their stock price is now actually below twenty seven. But sold them the other day and you know made a good amount of money on them and like I, I'm sure if I knew what I was doing, like if I, if like DDP listening this deep into it, he's probably sitting there like you moron. Hey, they
1: have their if own you podcast. Knew, now.
0: If you knew this, you could have just <laughs> let me know. You could have asked me and I, we could have got you dialed in. It could have been all on margin. We could have done this. It would have <laughs> been awesome. And like you would have had to put anything up and you would have made like 50,000 times more money. And I would have been like, ah, oh, well, yes, yeah, I mean, that's-,
1: that's how you learn the game though. Right, that's right. how you learn the game. You don't want, you don't want the playbook. Well, I guess you do want the playbook on day one. All of that to that.
0: say I it would have been better for me to probably lose money my first time around. Yeah. So that I would have been like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I shouldn't be doing this and then you never do it again.
1: Well, I was like I told you, I was watching Bigger Pockets webinar this week and it was the first webinar, but I I mean I listen to all the podcasts and so like I told Keys when we got together, I was like, I've listened to so many podcasts, but I've done I've literally have not taken the first step. Right. So we had a great conversation, but <laughs> Similarly, like I'm watching the podcast and like Jenna comes home from teacher conferences and she's like, what are you watching? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, real estate webinar. She's like, why? <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is she was asking questions in a way that was like, like I had no good answer. Yeah. And so I was like, she's like, why are you watching a real estate webinar? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, i I want to buy rental property someday. Yeah. For what? I I don't know. I think it'd be a good financial investment.
0: But I've like, got your answer. You've got a job. No, no, no. I've got the answer. So you got to say, I want to give it to Camden as a gift on his 18th birthday. Because Brian Turner talks about all well, that. Well, you time. just
1: said it. So Jenna, if you've made it this far in the podcast, that's yeah. a reason.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's, Brian Turner did that, did that for his kids. He buys, him. he bought her. Bought his daughter a duplex and he rents it out. <gasps> and then at 18 years old, he's going to give his daughter the duplex. And then that'll help her with like her financial freedom. I've got
1: to get in the game. Yeah. yeah. Justin, if you're listening, we have to go back to Rebel. Rebel, soon. Yeah. not rebel. Get out of here.
0: Don't waste this time if you're not going to take action. Well, don't, read on op, don't read on options if you're not going to if you're not going to buy some options. Well,
1: options are a little bit more scary to me. Than They're real way, more yeah, way, way more scary. Way more scary. I mean, yeah. you could lose your lunch right. on the wrong option. Real estate, I well, think you can survey well enough. And, and what's and
0: really funny when you look at the options is like you're looking at the volume that's trading right. hands, and like I'm right. looking at buying one, yeah, or like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people are selling like. 400. And you're just like, Oh no, that's, that's way too. And and then, so then I was talking to people and they're like, they're like it, talking to Grant and stuff. And he's like, Oh, and they're doing that all on margin. And you're just like, Oh my God, that's, that's the scariest thing. So you're going to take out a loan, a temporary loan through your broker and, and Buy four hundred options. It's like if you lose, it's like you you're literally go bankrupt. But
1: you know what? That's that like to kind of bring our conversation back to the gym. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Um, that is what one of the things I love the most about that place. You know, is that you can have conversations about so many different things, whether it be business or philanthropy, or you know, becoming a parent or becoming a grandparent. Um, and there is someone there that like, not only has that experience, but wants to talk to you about it. Right. Right. So like Justin and I, clear example, like we did not know each other before the gym. Right. And he was like, so open to, just grabbing coffee. And like, he took the first step. Cause I was just, I was, you know, in some sense I didn't want to burden him. I'm like, yeah, I would love to, you know, get together and chat. And he was the one that texted me and was like, so when when, when can we get together? He's amazing. Um,
0: But you're right. There's so many people like we, I talk so much to parents about parenting because, mm -hmm. you know, at this point, like obviously we've waited to wait until a little bit later in life. Yeah. And so in my estimation, I'm like, well, let's, let's take that as a, as a big positive. And if we do ever have kids, it's like, we can learn so much from the people around us. And, and like, but I want to, I want to ask questions and I want to like nitpick and I want to really have, like by the time we have kids, like I want to have our exact style. I want to have our, I want to have this stuff like, pretty much thought, like all the big questions, all the stuff that we we see people struggling with, like I want to have that stuff figured out so that, um, you know, you can, you know, learn from other people's mistakes.
1: And that's what I meant like when in earlier in our podcast, which was like three hours ago at this point, but I, uh, I, there's just so much that, I'm either intentionally asking members about, yep. you know, whether it be anything about like their professional life or personal life and how they approach things, et cetera. And, um, you know, not intentional, but observant about how people are, you know, conducting themselves, right. you know? And so, and what I mean by that is like, I'll observe people's, you know, approaches to conversations, et, yep. et cetera. And, yep. and just like, man, I really like the way that they handle that, right. you know? Right. And so um, or their approach to just, you know, the workout, et cetera, right. you right. know, and so, because I think we have, I don't know, we just have really good people at the gym. Right. Like, and they're, you know, like the 530 crew, um, you know, you have people that are, you walk in and are alphas and like they want to have you know, conversations throughout the workout and after class, et cetera. And um, I always enjoy like, you know, if we're doing Olympic lifts or whatever, like it can get loud in that gym. But then you have people who are just as consistent like, you know, Ben and Ian and Dave and, you know, John Hosgood. Like they're there just as much as everyone else. And they come in and they put in significant effort. Um, But those are the types of people that like, you know, you otherwise don't really like talk about much or they're not the ones hanging out after class. Right. And so I just, you know, I appreciate that on the days where I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't really want to go in today. Right. And I hear that some other people aren't going in. Right. But like, those are the types of people um, that are a little bit more quiet in nature who are still coming in and putting in the work. Right. You know, so I'm not just like going up and asking them like, like, how do you keep showing up so consistently? Right. Because um, I think I mean I'm I think I'm a consistent enough member, but still. Um, and then beyond that, like there are people who are all here, like, hey, it took a new gig doing this, or um, you know, we're doing a competition, yeah. and I'm just like, how do you? And I'll ask, like, how do you find time? Right. You know to think through adding real estate to your portfolio so or isn't Lon your kids even around thinking
0: them, isn't Lon doing, he's doing the Arnold this year and he like coached basketball for his kids. And like, you have all this stuff. And yeah, he's man. Like, Dude. Lon,
1: well, Lon is the most interesting man in the world. Right. So
0: I'm still, we're all still pretty sure that he's like, Mafia, right?
1: Yeah, I exactly. Mean. He's run the Dublin mafia now. Burger Pimp's back, and I think it's just because he and Lon just need to reconnect. You're right, so right. We right. know what's going on. Two different Burger families. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's going on in those McDonald's?
0: Oh really? yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Like, is Burger Pimp in this documentary? Is he- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, I mean, even those guys, like, right, like, you know, I was just talking to Lon the other day. I'm like, yeah, my car got just a, you know. A testament to like the type of people at the gym like i told him the other day i'm like yeah my car got scratched up um you know i'm wondering how much it'll cost he went out in the parking lot and looked at it yeah. and came back and was like bring it over to my house
0: we'll fix it yeah
1: and i've never been to his house right you know and i'm like what what he's like yeah i'll fix it like did you go well, this was like two days, two or three days. Ago. So say, we haven't gone yet.
0: You're going deep into the the Grove Gamble. You're going. You're going. Oh the,
1: God, I going, don't know if I want to go that
0: deep. Into Dublin. Into, I think it's a like I think it's a cul de sac. Might be oh, a cult. You better God. you better watch out. I think you're gonna get my, sucked in. You're gonna really like that neighborhood. I you're gonna know. be like, wow, this is a nice neighborhood, Jenna. Jenna. I'm too far yeah.
1: deep in these property taxes, man. I need that return on investment. Right. Right. Um, Just I was I, I, damn teachers. If I'm going to Dublin. It's to hang out at La Monica's house. And that's it. True. True. And that's it. And I guess now to get rebel. So Dublin bridge is my spot.
0: Yeah. Dublin Bridge is pretty good. Yeah. Except for it's a train wreck getting around there right now. They found out Omar's moving out. So they're rebuilding everything.
1: God, that's it's like not hitting me at all. No. Yeah. Like right. I, I had lunch with them yesterday at Cantina And we're obviously talking about this whole, like, situation, which (laughs) we don't need to put out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, like, I'm sad, but, like, not really, like, it's not really hitting me. But then he was, like, telling me his schedule for the next couple weeks and how he's, like, got a bunch of different things going on. And, man, this is, that's going to be a tough, man. I mean, that's going to be a tough one. Um, cause he is such a pillar in right, that friendship yeah, community. Sure. I mean, right, favorite
0: person who's left go. What's that? Favorite person who's left go.
1: Favorite person who's left. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you first. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I even just trying to think of the people in my head. I don't think I have a good answer.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I was gonna say, uh, you know, yeah, it is. T- it's tough to dial in on one person. Obviously, Jay and Tom, I miss a lot for one reason. I miss oh, the, the coaches champ. don't count. I, I mean, the I, miss, champ. I, miss, I miss I miss those Kit. guys. I miss Hunky.
1: Champ needs to get his ass back in the gym. Yeah, he's around. I mean, it's different because like guys like Kit, like definitely miss them, but like they moved. And right. So, right. Um, whenever you know guys are still in the community and you know people, you know people got to do them. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Total total judge free zone. But you know, there's uh. You know certain element of you know keeping the culture and right. when people move on for whatever reason you know you want to be able to maintain grow and cultivate that right. i mean
0: <clears throat> i always just I hope th- that like they know like that's what you hope is that they know it's like when you come back like everyone's just gonna welcome you with Hope everyone's just gonna be really It's happy not to as see
1: weird you. as you you know you right. might think right. like i think uh um sideburns showing up was awesome oh yeah man. oh man like i did not and the funny thing is like <laughs> i guess it's like pat Leatherman. So i was like he didn't age a day right he looked exactly the same right um and so seeing him and uh i do miss john fisher was a huge yeah he was a huge loss yep. and so he's not back yet though mm-hmm. right nah. he's still abroad yeah, I mean, they moved
0: to Luxembourg for her job. I thought um, that was like a
1: short term thing, and they were going to come back. It was guess... at least
0: three years, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, I mean, short term, yeah, but I think it was at least three years. And he was, I mean, once you start living that like tax free Luxembourg tax shelter life, I feel like.
1: I did a. I did some. Wrong and I feel like Luxembourg, when she started, when she
0: started telling me like, or when he started telling me like what she's doing, I'm like, that seems like a really big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. Isn't isn't it? So now she's going to be doing something that's a really big deal and isn't the richest per capita country in the world. And isn't it like, don't they have like 8% taxes? Right. Right. You're you're not going to come back. Yeah. It's uh,
1: and I've been to Luxembourg. I studied abroad there and this is a pretty amazing country. So I'm excited for him. But yeah, when he said that like it was official, they were moving. That was definitely one that like the class just took some getting used to without him being
0: there. Right. Um, which is funny because he's not a very, like, he's not a big personality. He's not like, a, right, like right, a cash right. is kind of a big personality, right, you know, like right, Sam right. and some of those people, like they're big personalities, but I, it, you know, Brad is always sort of just like a, it's kind of a background guy, you know, yeah, he was one yeah. of those guys who was just, but always so positive, just always so positive.
1: So, and I think that's what I love the most about having him in class because he was consistent, and he was always you know happy to partner with you like no no ego in terms of like oh gotta lift the heaviest weight or row the fastest time or whatever like he was in there to like get his blood flowing having a good time and i mean cash has a similar approach i think all of us do now right um since you're not like hulky jeff anymore you're you're we're all out here trying to live forever hey Hey, i'm
0: trying to don't don't say hey you want to do king kong again?
1: i'll be there tape it (laughs)
0: Uh, That might break (laughs) my back, but, but yeah, I can't, you know, I can't believe how fast you pulled that clip though.
1: You can, you can, uh, you can, we'll let you gear up as much as you want (laughs) and just really take it, just turn back the clock on that one. So so. did
0: you, did you know I threw, so I threw all of it away not too long ago. Oh, did you? So I had, I had had my (laughs) affiliate owner gear in, in my affiliate owner bag that Reebok CrossFit uh, sent out to all the affiliate owners when they started the relationship which is a sweet bag. I mean, it was like a $250 bag when, when they first came out and I had had all my gear in there for, I mean, through everything, every regional trip through every, every road trip, everything. So, I mean, it was like, it was beat up and there was stuff in there where you're like, is that a melted RX bar from like seven years ago? Um, and so, uh, so anyway, so I'm like looking at it, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I don't need any of this anymore. And so I just went and I just pitched the whole thing. Yes, and you just, do. Yeah. Yes, you do. So I think I might, I, I'm Maria I'm Maria really might've kept my rogue because I think I could sell. I that. feel
1: bad. Like the very few times where, you know, we're getting pretty heavy on the barbell and approaching that one rep. I will always look at Eric and be like, Hey man, can I borrow your belt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, it's Eric. So he's like, yeah, man, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, without fail, he right. knows that. Like when it's Kevin, Nebby, he's no, know, he knows I'm going to look at him and be like, so can I have like the code to the door? So do I like get your belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because he's like, I feel like he, he's got that rogue leather belt, right?
1: Yeah. Well, maybe that he's got a my, nice g- belt. That can,
0: maybe that can be my gift too. Yeah. Maybe you can have that.
1: Yeah. So he's always, he's always generous with whatever um, I need at the time. But hey man, you want to gear up? You want to do King Kong? I'll be there. I'll tape it. And we'll put it out there.
0: All right. We'll see. I was going to say the, I'm way better. Muscle ups and handstand pushups are no issue now, so those those are no problem. The 250 squat cleans won't be near as fast as they were back then.
1: <laughs> well, when you said like I had, uh, that was like a really fast pull. I uh, I don't know why I still have them because like I forgot about them. Yeah. I have so many random clips from that New Albany Winter Challenge. Oh yeah. And I should just send them to you because yeah. they're so funny. And that was the one I didn't I didn't tape it, but was that the one where like the guy split jerk something and like threw, threw the barbell into, into the J cups. Right. And everyone was looking. I'm like, uh, no, dude, you can't.
0: It, you can't. Yeah. And, and the fans were like, I mean, like seven feet away right. from the people. There were
1: so thing. many people right. in that
0: tiny. did he break it? Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure he broke the Jacob. Oh yeah. God. yeah. Yeah. And I just remember like, and everyone like, looked at me <laughs> from our gym, like, Oh my God. I'm like, if you did that in Jeff's gym, he would rip your head off.
1: Like, I mean, yeah. So I have clips of like you, Jay, uh, Cash, I think I might
0: Phil. but we, we all did. I don't that know if I have.
1: I have definitely have Champ. Um, I'm gonna mess his name up. Eric Burkholder.
0: Yeah, yeah, Burkholder. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have clips of him. Yeah. Um. And I don't know why I just didn't yeah. delete him. I'm
0: arguably like, the best athlete to ever come through the gym. <laughs> Who didn't care at all? What? Wait a minute.
1: This podcast is over. This podcast is over. Yeah.
0: Jeff didn't list me as one of his best
1: athletes. It's me and then Praveen. <laughs> a to B. Close Close second. So all he right. So he thinks.
0: Should we wrap it up? Uh, yeah. Jen's probably wondering. Yeah, right. I he's probably, <laughs> he's probably pretty mad. All right. Maddie, I love you. Thanks for listening this long. I'm assuming he's probably the only person so listening. Maddie's been all in. He's so still here. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this chat with Bobby.